I don't know. Can't repeat it. No, can't do it. We're recording. What's up, Brewskies? My name is Marco Dupa. And with me, as always, it's the great and powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskies? We're back, kids. It's been an extended break. Mm -hmm. The holidays turned into... Sick days? Yeah. (laughs) Like... I don't know if you want to talk in detail about what happened sure. to you, but I had I had the flu, and I realized I've never had the flu before oh. because of how devastating that was. I was like, <laughs> I've never felt this before. Oh, I'm going to die. So this is new. Yeah. There was a moment where I actually thought, <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Yeah. That's how I, I feel I like was, I'm going to die. The first time I got uh, uh, COVID, yeah. uh, Sherry will attest to this, I, I got so sick that I felt high. Yeah. And I was having a good time. Yeah. Like, I felt nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, ah, like yeah. Like, this is what dying feels cool. like. Cool. I mean, I, I've done everything that I need to do. I'm out of here. I mean, it honestly, it, it yeah. gave me, it, it's sick. It gave me, it gave me some comfort. Yeah. <laughs> for my last moments, whenever that yeah. may be. I thought that I was hallucinating at one point. Yeah. I really yeah. did. Thought, it's pretty trippy really, when you get really sick thought, enough. Like, uh, I had a weird dream about The Godfather 3. Mm. I, I had a weird lucid dream where I thought I was stuck in the movie. Oh, no. And I thought that if I... That's the worst one to get stuck in. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even give me a good one. No. Could have been well, two. I, I'll, t- I'll talk in more detail. I'll give people details. Yeah. But what's on tap for tonight? Well, I was pooping a lot. I couldn't stop pooping. Yeah, I Just didn't so know you if know. you wanted to share what, what was on tap was my butt. <laughs> the yeah. tap was wide the open. The tap was wide open. I must have eaten something bad or I had a stomach bug. Who knows? It's a bad time. Bad time all around. Not a bad time is this week's episode. That's right. Which uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about. We're back and stronger uh, than ever. What are we? What are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> the demise of Pitchfork. The demise of Pitchfork <laughs> and which, Sports Illustrated, which could be a good thing or a bad thing depending on how sure. you feel about yeah. uh, those entities. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, we also have the Oscars mm-hmm. just got announced, and mm-hmm. we're not going to go down the long list no, of no, no. who did and did not deserve it, but. There is two nominees, or I, I should say uh, 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 snubs, not nominees, mm-hmm. that people believe is a crime. The crime of the century. Sure. And they both involve the Barbie movie. That's so we'll right. get into that. Yep. And finally, we have a relatively quick uh, trailer track. Trailer track. Uh, featuring the Indiana Jones Vigi game coming out soon. And Avatar The Last Airbender brought to you by Netflix. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the That's live right. action Avatar movie trailers mm-hmm. upon us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, uh, WWE Raw will be going to Netflix in 2025. Very confusing. Yeah. yeah. It is confusing. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll try to break that down for you guys. Okay. We got ourselves a full, full, uh, full batch. We need, yeah. a, we need, a, we need a clever... Six pack. A six pack. That's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got yeah. ourselves a six pack. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nice. This is episode 413 <laughs> of the One Beer In Podcast. We'll talk about these after. Yeah. All 
All right, kids, this is the One Beer In Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew, and we see where that one brew takes us. Yeah. So I didn't really talk about the beer beforehand, but Adam is going to tell you all about tonight's brew Mm -hmm. right here, right now. Right here, right now. So what do we got? We have the Hourglass Brewing Plated Boiler Drake Stout, uh, which let me see what they... Uh, what they actually officially call this as far as stouts go it is a neverwinter imperial stout mm. um and i have a cold read not from the can itself but from untapped.com mm. mm-hmm. it goes as follows <laughs> plated Excuse boiler me. drake not just a beer a dungeons and dragons monster we create a unique D short adventure themed around the plated boiler drake called, quote, a brewery in peril. Scan the QR code on any can of plated boiler drink or visit hourglassbrewing.com slash quest to get details on how to play this unique one-shot. Roasty and delightfully bitter, make sure to enjoy a glass of this American Imperial Stout while playing your favorite tabletop game. Comes in at a 10.3% ABV. There you go. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. It is very cool that they did that. I will say I've seen quite a few D&D games being played at the bar, mm. and uh, while some of them do find, like, the highest ABV beer they can find, some of them, like, will look for Imperial Stouts and stuff like that, or, like, drink Viking's blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the one that really annoys me. Because sure. I'm like, be more creative. You, you're, yeah. you're, you're doing a D&D campaign. Don't be like, a cliche. You have more creativity yeah. than that. Uh, I will say... <clears throat> Very rarely do I see a lot of I see a lot of people getting like they get experimental with the beers. They mm. like I think nerd culture, nerds, people who nerd out on stuff like D and D, the DNA of that kind of the mm, DNA of D and D runs uh, r- with with the kind of DNA that like you'd be a beer nerd. Yeah. So they're like they're like experimental with it and they're mm. like trying to think outside the box usually. Yeah. So this is interesting. Imperial, uh, a Neverwinter mm-hmm. Imperial Stout, which I think Neverwinter is just like, um, I think that's branding on their end. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. There are more details on the can itself. Uh, you'll be able to see on our Instagram post of the beer. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's an actual full like D&D card, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty, 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 pretty cool. cool. Okay, let's get right into it. First things first, let's talk about Pitchfork. Okay. And basically, journalism as we know it, dying. <laughs> yeah, right? continuing its its slow death. Yeah, it's been this... Um, yeah, it's been. It's been funeral, funeral march toward the inevitable just death of all, you know, journalistic media as we know it. Which is strange because now, specifically, these two entities, both uh, Pitchfork and Sports Illustrated that we're talking about, um, did go digital. Like, they've been digital for a long time. Right. And as far as I know, it's not like Pitchfork is ever a print. No, I don't think so. They've always just been. So, the Pitchfork thing is weird because I don't really understand what they were doing differently than what they've ever been doing. That right. would lead them to have to be, I mean, I guess other than, but it's not like they ever had a subscription base anyway. Their, right. their whole thing was just advertisements all over their website, which have gotten worse, by the way. Of course, yeah. But 
I'm just really confused as to why they felt like they needed to be they needed to sell. I mean, it it has to be money. <laughs> well, yeah, but so I'm just say, I'm just wondering like I guess the reputation of 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 that kind of media has gotten so bad. Mm-hmm. And Pitchfork itself really has now. I mean, we're in the we're firmly in the meme generation, you know? Yeah. So something like Pitchfork, if they become or 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 anything for that matter, if you become known as this thing for uh, if if you if you garner a reputation on the internet, yeah. that in years past you could just get over that. You could prove that you weren't that thing. <coughs> Excuse me. There was a lot of opportunities for you to just to to kind of I guess surpass whatever bad rep that you got. But yeah. I feel like now with how short people's attention spans are. I mean, once you believe a thing, a certain thing about an entity, that's it. Like a lot of people just kind of write it off. And Pitchfork yeah. does not do itself any favors by being what it is. I will agree with you, but then you have to look at something like IGN.com, which mm. has like, ton- it, I mean, it's been memed to death of being like, you know, a, 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 in, an extremely biased untrustworthy source by a lot of people yeah yet it still remains like the number one place for video games on the internet i don't know how that happened because there were other more reliable sources who have mostly tied out you know it's it's strange to see don't really understand how ign has been able to keep going maintain yeah Yeah. but i I will say uh according to aol.com aol.com it's 1999 again. Not a, her, not a name I've heard in years. Um, quote, the decision was made after what Anna Wintour, chief content officer at Condé Nast, called, quote, a careful evaluation of Pitchfork's performance. Wintour, uh, end quote. Wintour called the move, quote, the best path forward for the brand so that our coverage of music can continue to thrive within the company. So, I mean. How, so how is this? Do you, does it have information of how this is going to work? Is, are you going to pick up a gq magazine and in the back they'll have pitchfork reviews that's my understanding that it will be part of it, it's essentially like i mean that, that's what they say specifically but it will be literally absorbed into gq magazine that's so strange I, I, why a fashion magazine i mean it sounds like it's essentially going to be like turned into a column as opposed to its own entity you know well, i mean i i guess as far as cost-cutting measures are concerned, it makes sense because, like, if you if you cut down what it actually is, if you cut cut it down to just like reviews and maybe a a, a, a column here and there, you don't have to pay so many writers to maintain the website. You uh, you know, to, but then to, to fill the content rather of the website. But then is it Pitchfork just a name at that point? Because they say they they uh, fired like twelve. <laughs> editors so well, yeah and I, and and the thing is if you followed pitchfork because you like the voice of pitchfork right and then it just gets absorbed into gentlemen's quarterly and then it's just like you said pitchfork by name at that point it's like how how does this how does this move save the brand i think it doesn't i think it destroys the brand and we just have gq now yeah, uh, which this article makes a mention to say that it's detrimental in the fact that GQ is specifically a men's magazine, 
yeah. as well. So it like even more curtails what Pitchfork could have been. <laughs> yeah, you know, as its own entity, it it, it kind of. In order to fit in the landscape of what GQ is, there will inevitably need to be changes yeah. to it. Unless, like, literally within the magazine, it's like a magazine in a magazine. Right. But I don't see that happening. Uh, they say their staff's down to, like, eight editors now. It, yeah. it, they cut down ten of, the, ten of the staffers that were cut, according to this article again, um, were editorial staff. And there were another two that were uh, cut as well. Yeah. So. I mean, if you couldn't tell by the uh, bandana I'm wearing around my neck, I was a very loyal gentleman's quarterly reader. I had a subscription and everything every month. Would was very, very loyal to that magazine. Call me what you want, but a gentleman. They will. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But a gentleman, you must call me also. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I did. You know, it's funny. I did think that uh, GQ was big enough that like they they it was kind of like playboy in that you, th- you your image of GQ is cologne ads mm. uh, uh suit spreads yeah and tips yeah on how to how to wear a bandana a, around a, your a neck a kerchief but really there was very fascinating articles sure, yeah. uh in in the magazine it was like rolling stone or 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 like playboy where you're you're your idea of what the magazine is when you actually open it up and read it you're like oh there there's like hard hitting journalism in this in this yeah. uh magazine that's supposed sure. to be uh about <coughs> about clothes or whatever so i always did think they had a spot wide open to talk more about music because they would they would talk to musicians and it would be like in-depth interviews sure. and they would talk about music in a way that seemed like they wanted to do like more traditional reviews, mm-hmm. uh, but they never they never really pulled the trigger until I guess now, I yeah. guess at this point. But to, but again, it just seems like if Pitchfork is gonna be, it's just like like this pocket inside of GQ. Then it's still not really GQ doing the reviews. No, it, it's like it's 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 the <clears throat> same thing as like when um the TKO group thing with with uh, the UFC mm. and WWE. You're like, well, who owns what? And what does this mean for the individual entities? Right. What will change? Yeah. Yeah. If nothing will change, then fine. Like, who cares where the money's going? But but if nothing will change, then what was even the point? To get money to other people. <laughs> yeah. Somebody with more money bought out the other company with somebody with slightly less money. Yeah. And that's how it went. Yeah. I'm sure all the all the, all the shareholders of does Pitchfork have shareholders? Is it even a publicly traded company in that way? It's got to be, right? Well, it's Condé Nast. Is the oh yeah, Condé Nast yeah. owned Pitchfork, right? Yeah. They sold to Pitch or they sold to Condé Nast a couple of years ago, right? And that what yeah. happened? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, at that point, it was already owned. It's theirs by this, to this. it's theirs to play with however they want. So at that so. point, it's not even really like Pitchfork is being absorbed by GQ. It's just like Condé Nast is playing with its toys. Yeah, and it's like these two things are now going to be in this box. Right. But as an entity itself, who who knows where Pitchfork is going to land after this? You know. Because like we were just saying, is it like how is <laughs> there may already be an answer here? I'm not sure, but is it going to be like labeled something differently? Will it be like GQ Music? GQ presents Pitchfork reviews, <laughs> right? Exactly. Or is it going to be like this is the Pitchfork section of our of our magazine now? You know? Yeah. Um, well, I'll just say this since we're 20 minutes in. Fuck Pitchfork. <laughs> 
don't give a fuck what happens I mean, to Pitchfork. I agree generally, but I also feel like Pitchfork was a was tastemaker. Was it was a tastemaker for a lot of people growing up, uh, and it was a launchpad for a lot of indie musicians that now. I mean, yeah, and they th- thought they were the fucking. Uh, uh, tastemakers and the truthsayers of of indie music. Sure, sure. And they I, and they held that flag. You know, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But I feel like that's become part of their charm, their smugness. Ugh. Take it for what you will. You know, yeah, I hate it. I I do too. But it's like you know what you're getting with Pitchfork, and it was a comforting thing to see Pitchfork still around. The fact that it's now, for all intents and purposes, gone. Yeah. Is you know, I feel like it's a it's a detriment to the music industry as a whole um personally i don't I, think I, so i disagree I, with that i think that pitchfork going away i think they're the people who benefited from pitchfork yeah all right they're not going to benefit anymore but the people who were shunned by pitchfork yeah who had to deal with the fact that like pitchfork shitted on their album sometimes pitchfork pitchfork Obviously doesn't hold the same sway that it used to. No. <laughs> but when it held the sway that it did, yeah. there would be albums that were critically acclaimed across the board and Pitchfork would be like, eh, six. Five point eight. Yeah. And then and then a huge swath of like the indie hipsters. community. Yeah. Hipsters yeah. would be like, Oh, Pitchfork said it sucks, so that's it. And like <sighs> Not to say that, like, if they thought the album was shit, then they thought that they thought the album was shit. Sure. That it, that that it is what it is. But there was sometimes where it felt like it felt like they were just trying to be contrarians. There yeah. was plenty of times where I read reviews, especially with with hip hop, <laughs> the vines. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> the, or what they did to the, uh, the chip to Jet. in his own mouth. That was Jet. Oh, it's Jet, yeah. not the vines, dude. Yeah. That I mean, same thing again. Yes, yeah. same thing. Even though, even though doing that is one of the funniest it's things fu- I've it's ever really seen. It's really funny. It's really funny. It is. Imagine being Jet. Yeah. Imagine being in that band. Yeah. And open, clicking open Pitchfork and saying, "Oh, they reviewed our second album. With, we we had this great hit this year. Oh, they, they've got to love it. This is gonna be our breakout success, dude." And they post that. I mean, I remember they they oh. gave they gave Camp uh, Childish Gambino's first official album. They gave it like a one point nine. Mm. And I remember, like, I didn't like Camp. Even when it came out, I didn't like Camp. And I've yeah. I've gone on record to say I'm not a huge fan of Childish Gambino. Sure. But to give an album a 1.9, why even review it at at that point? Sure. 1.9. Yeah. How is that even a real score? I would res- I would actually respect more if if they did like a Fantano like not good. Yeah. You know, like yeah. just just a straight up no. like this isn't a good. If album, it's below I'm like a three. Yeah. Like I think you just say can't recommend. You yeah. know. Yeah, and just keep it. At yeah, that. just just don't listen to this album. It's not a good album. That's, yeah. you know. So uh, I know. agree. I agree with you on that. And to actually like semi contradict what I just said about it being a detriment to current musicians and the music industry as a whole. I thinking about it a little bit more. It's not like Pitchfork as a platform isn't as important as it was clearly. Yeah, and it's because of the way that the music industry and music creation and uh, music promotion has evolved over time right. with the internet, you know? Yeah. With SoundCloud, YouTube, everything else that you can do to promote, self-promote a lot of your stuff. Yeah. Pitchfork is now like a legacy, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's a legacy property. And I like it being a legacy property. 
Like, I like that it's it was still there. Mm-hmm. I, I still like tuning in every once in a while to be like, what did Pitchfork think of this? Like, yeah. I really like this. What, what do these guys think of it? Yeah. Because I will say, even if I disagreed with a lot of their reviews, they were always, I won't say always, usually very well written. Yeah. Yeah. Usually yeah. well thought out. There were lots of reasons why to back up the score. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate the clear passion that those writers had for music. Yeah. Even if I thought they were completely wrong. <laughs> you know, they had their reasoning. They they eloquently wrote it out. And sometimes I would roll my eyes at it. But, you know, I appreciate that amount of uh, passion Yeah, for the craft. Passion. Yeah. I, I'm not going to sit up here and, and, and pretend like I didn't. You know, go on pitch. There was there was years where I went on pitchfork faithfully. So, this is not coming from a place of like, you know, somebody had just read on the internet that we're not supposed to like pitchfork. Yeah. I used to read pitchfork a lot, and sure. I did discover a lot of bands through yeah. pitchfork. But it's only through having read as much pitchfork as I have that I have this opinion on them. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. In 2024 and beyond, how we are going to, um, how how we're going to debate and talk about like the quality of an album? Because like I don't even know as far as the music industry is concerned, like the importance of albums, how albums get rolled out, yeah. all of this stuff is is so fluid and up in the air with 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 streaming and mm-hmm. with how how labels deal with this and how artists deal with that kind of stuff like sure we're we're really at a point where the music industry is kind of the wild wild west it's in, again it's completely in flux yeah you, i mean we look back <coughs> just a you know a couple of years at this point of the uh, the kanye like album updates yeah <laughs> you know like right who knows what the future holds from right. here on out like how can you review something that's in flux exactly so pitchfork as an entity i hate to say it it, hurt, it, it, it hurts me soul. It pains me. <laughs> because I do really appreciate music criticism, yep. music journalism. Uh, I, I really, I re- especially when, like you said, when a review is really well worded and well thought out, and you really can understand, like, oh, I, I get what he's saying. I understand why he doesn't like it. And, and the reasons that he's giving are very uh, poignant and articulate. This is just a really well-worded review. I just like to read. I just enjoy reading this, even if it sucks that they shitted on an album that I like. Like I just enjoy reading this. Yeah. And that is a lost art. And at at this point, it's dead. Yeah. At this point, it is it's dead. And it's the saddest. It's one of the saddest things that that I have to admit to myself. Well, it's and bad this for, thing bad happened for to everyone. Pitchfork. It is. Yeah. So in that regard, maybe not Pitchfork itself, but what Pitchfork represents being absorbed by a fucking fashion magazine is incredibly sad. Yeah. So, I don't really have an opinion on Sports Illustrated. <laughs> I mean, listen, I used to read Sports Illustrated too. I the also swimsuit had... edition. <laughs> Dude, uh. that swimsuit edition? Yowie wowie. <laughs> it was like Christmas every year. I, mean, I had uh, uh, a, a Sports Illustrated subscription too. Yeah. Sometimes these were just subscriptions that, like, oh well, maybe you sign up for something, or maybe you put your dad's name on something, and then you just get magazines. It just, and then it just like, shows. It keeps showing yeah, up. I don't know like, what to ah. say. And then you know, my dad likes sports, so Sports Illustrated shows up, and he's like, "Well, I'll, I'll read this on the shitter." And like, this is illustrated. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
yeah, we used to get Sports Illustrated all the time, and and but it, uh, again, it's it's just like everything else. It's just been so like peripherate, peripherated, proliferated, proliferated. Thank you. Yeah. By the internet, yeah. Sports news coverage is by the fucking second. Yeah, yeah. The minute something happens, Schefter's there, fucking Kornhauser, fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Windhorst and all these names. Barstool. Barstool. Ugh. <laughs> Barstool. They're right there on the minute to report this information. Sure, yeah. So it really is, by the way, of like the same thing with, with newspapers. Or you follow those athletes yourself. Yeah. And, and they say something and right, you're like, what right. does that mean? <laughs> right. So when so like a lot of these guys, they'll announce that it, an endorsement deal retirements yeah I, contract I, extensions they just go on instagram <laughs> live and be like hey yo just so y'all know i'm i'm a raptor yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. you so, see it all the time like i follow uh, obviously ucf a lot of college sports and like <laughs> college kids use the internet a lot yeah. if you didn't know so it's like you find out so much more than you would be able to like waiting a month for another <laughs> yeah. sports illustrated issue to come out. I mean, I, I again, it's 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 the same situation where like I respect the hell out of the writers and the researchers and the editors who were, you know, in the trenches yeah. doing this. Yeah, let doing... it be known that none of this is a reflection on the hard work that all of those Absolutely people not. put in. And I, I frankly, I think it is richer content that way that is like well researched, mm. thought out, uh, you know, like deciphered by someone who knows how to write yeah <laughs> and and disperse that way like i think that we're losing something important in just reading tweets yeah um, yeah definitely yeah. but you know the fact of the matter is people are more interested in finding out first as opposed to finding out accurately right oh, so yeah i mean you you say that three times fast <laughs> i mean that's that's literally that's exactly it and that's the problem with everything man it's the problem with how all of this information gets dolled out people only care about being first yeah they don't care about being accurate sports illustrated context to, yeah forget all it doesn't that. matter yeah sports illustrated used to do like really in-depth beautiful exposés on yeah. these athletes yeah and nobody's gonna sit down and read that shit anymore no and at so, best at best you get like a a netflix sports like documentary yeah or like a 30 or ESPN, for 30. yeah 30 yeah. for 30 but the thing is sports illustrated is the same thing as pitchfork it's a legacy entity yeah and so when people think about Sports Illustrated, they think like, oh, yeah, that magazine from the 90s, right? The yeah. covers. You Super know, important. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. But it's a thing that you think about nostalgically. It's sure. in the past. Pitchfork is the same way. When I think about Pitchfork, it's heyday to me is like the, the mid-2000s. Yeah. And, and that's what I think about when, when I was a teenager Listening to all these new bands and it's like reading o, o 05 to like thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> it was like right exactly. Hot. And re and 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 when I first started reading it was around the same time that I was on the internet reading like OK Player and Hip Hop DX and yeah. like all these. I was absorbing a lot of like the the written word of music, and that's what it represents to me is like when I was a kid, like yeah. my formative years. Sure. But when you think about music journalism now, Today, to me, yeah. I don't even I don't even think about music journalism. To me, it's just like it's tweets and yeah. it's and it's again up to the minute. I don't even really read reviews of music. I just now I'm at an age where I'm like, I don't really care about your opinion on it. Like yeah, yeah. I like this I'll album and, and yeah. Well, and then the barrier for entry again is, is so much lower nowadays. You don't have to 
you know, dole out 20 bucks at FYE to, right. to get a new CD. True that. You can you listen know, to like anything you, you want, whenever whatever. you want. Yeah, yeah, if somebody just is like, check this out, I'm like, all right, I got an hour. I'll check it out. Right. So the importance And I can of, instantly pull it up on my phone. Yeah. I wouldn't say the importance. The power of that early review is now kind of out the window. It's dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've said this before. I've, I've talked about it a little bit before, but I used to freelance as a, as a writer for right. a hip-hop magazine. And getting those albums before anybody else used to be a thing. Oh, it yeah, was, yeah. It was a real thing. And it was cool to be like, oh, I'm, I have access to this because I'm a fucking quote-unquote journalist i'm an insider yeah and i'm writing this review and hopefully someone will read it and i will sway someone's opinion and i'm getting to it first i'm listening to this thing before the world man they sent this to this website so that we could listen to it and 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 give our opinion on it before the world could now it's like the album comes you don't get early access to albums anymore yeah leaks happen sometimes but for the most part like you don't even know an album is coming out until the week before yeah so at that point, it's like, what reviews are you going to read in the next couple of days that sure. you wouldn't you, that would stop you from just listening to the album anyway? <laughs> I was going to say, or you find out about an album coming out next year and you're waiting. Yeah, and it's like you're not going to get that early album until maybe a month at most before it comes yeah. out. Dude, Idols announced their album like seven months before it came out. It's I'm like, what are you maddening? Yeah, maddening. I think it's coming out next month, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, I'm back. Yeah, like, I'm excited yeah. about it again. But there was a huge stretch of time where I wasn't even thinking. I about was it. honestly a little petty about it. I'm like, I'm not even going to listen to any more of this until it comes out. No, because what's the, you, I, you? I'm going to get tired of the singles. And then when the album comes out, Already I'm going to skip the singles. Yeah. I don't want to hear Dancer again. Like, no. I'm going to skip it when I'm listening to the album. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't make me do this. Don't do it. Don't you doing this to us. Yeah. You're making us do this. No, why you do this? Anyway, I feel like that's enough said about legacy media. Yeah. We should get into current media. Yeah. With, with a mini trailer. <laughs> we still need the sound. What are we doing? We need the soundboard. <laughs> oh, I got to bring the thing over and then we got to bring the thing over. Yeah, bring it that's over. That's my fault. That's my fault. Sorry. I got to bring it over. It's okay. Then we'll play around with it and then, okay. we'll, then we'll see. We'll, we'll, we're there though. I mean, I we have the you we know, got the we thing. Have the technology we just got to use at our, our yeah. fingertips. We have Literally, the technology. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you haven't seen this trailer, right? have you? I didn't watch the trailer. I watched gameplay okay. gameplay footage and people talking about it. I didn't actually watch the trailer. Okay. Would you like to? Do you want to do, do like a live? Do you, do you want to put the thing here? The the trailer here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I can do that. Okay. Let me, let me pull it up real quick. Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 uh, right. The new game uh, by Machine Games. Actually, they're pretty uh, well known for doing uh, the Wolfenstein games. Funny enough, they they specialize in games that you kill Nazis, which is pretty cool. They really like killing Nazis, and who doesn't? That's true. Except for alt-right people. Well, (laughs) they ain't alt-right to me. (laughs) (laughs) Game trailer. So, another... Another thing to know about this game is that it will be an Xbox and PC exclusive. Oh, well, then I don't even give a fuck. What does this mean to me? What does this it's mean to me? It's good to, to know. Me? We need to let the people know how the trailer uh, is. Look, I have a PC. You can come over and play it. Uh, All right. Settle, settle down. Uh, settle down. Uh, All right. Acting out. I, I hear let you, Let me bud. tell you what you are missing, Meet Dr. Dr. Jones. <laughs> While you are playing your pointless game. Is he talking about us? 
I was playing yes. you. You're wondering if maybe you should have built yourself a life of meaning. Instead of ending up here, dead and forgotten in the sense of Africa. Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Did they just take the lines from the movie? No. This is a completely new story. Oh. This? Yeah. Oh. Myths. History. There's different ways to interpret the past. Thousands of years of humanity's thoughts and beliefs. Scattered and buried. Just waiting to be found. You can't just run away from your problems. It's that guy. <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> Bonk. Throughout history, mankind has built sites of great spiritual significance. If you were to draw a line through these ancient sites around the world, wow. you get a perfectly aligned circle. I've had run-ins with these guys before. Trust me. That's a wolf It ain't a walk in the park. Okay, then. Let's see if you can keep up. What do you mean, do you mean if I can keep up? <laughs> Patron of the fallen angels. Protector of the... The Great Circle. You have any idea how old that was? On Game Pass. So, that's okay. pretty cool. Alright. Okay. 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 Um... Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Um, you, you start. You start. What What are your thoughts on uh, Indiana Jones and the Great Circle? Ah, I'm having a tough time with this right now. <sighs> yeah. Uh, as a video game, it looks like a ton of fun. Yeah. But I can't help but feel like, what do we need this game for right now? <laughs> like, he's he's done with the movies. Everybody yeah. involved is pretty much done with that franchise yeah. for now. Uh, it's not including Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's very clearly not uh, uh, Harrison Harrison Ford. Ford. Yeah, and it's a guy who's not doing a very good impression of him. Sorry to say, whoever the voice actor is, I appreciate your efforts, but that was not good. Well, you you know who the voice actor is? Is it Tony Baker? <laughs> no. Is it the other guy? Uh, <laughs> it is. It's the other guy. <laughs> uh, it's. 
Troy Baker. Troy Baker. Sorry, Troy Baker. Not Tony Baker. Oh. Is Tony to- Baker a comedian? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay, Troy Baker. But it's always fucking Troy, it's Baker, Troy Baker or yeah. uh, the other dude. Yeah, uh, uh, Nathan Drake. Nathan, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy who played Nathan Drake. Which is funny you bring up Nathan Drake, which is my other point, hey. which was... <laughs> Do we need this we after have, four? <laughs> we have Indiana Jones at home. Yeah, exactly. We oh, we already got four Uncharted movies plus the DLC. Games, not movies. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, We and, have one Uncharted movie. Yeah, which was... No, we don't, actually. No, we don't. <laughs> In name. <laughs> we That movie doesn't exist. I'm sorry to say that you you and, and a million other people uh, had a, a, a hallucination yeah, yeah. about a movie. It's like the Mandela effect. Yeah, Y'all a, thought this it, movie it, came out. It's a fever out. dream, yeah. Yeah, and it didn't actually come out. Collective amnesia. Fever dream. That makes sense now. <laughs> what? I had a fever oh, dream. Oh, okay, yeah. That's That was what that was. <laughs> you're like Indiana Jones, but your own body is a mystery. <laughs> oh, my God. No, now it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry, go. we'll get back to that yeah. one. but. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Uncharted. The Uncharted games are are perfect games, and they're our version of Indiana Jones sure. on on home consoles. Made for video games. Yeah, yeah. As far as the game, it looks fun, but like I just don't. Under- who is this for? The people who went and saw the fifth and Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Who else I mean, could yeah. be playing this game? Well, and that's the thing. That's the issue I have with it. If I can cut in, please. Um. It it looks really good. I'll say that. I think as a game, like you were saying, it looks really good. And I'm kind of excited to give it a shot because I'm a big Indiana Jones fan. Mm-hmm. Love Indiana Jones. Yep. Uh, it's a franchise I grew up with, and it's it's one of those I, cl- I hold dearly. Um, but because of that, it's just not the same without Harrison Ford. Yeah. And I feel like... Generally, generally, I give artists the benefit of the doubt. I will say, like, make Star Wars until it's not profitable anymore. Yeah. You know, and even then, do some weird Star Wars stuff. I don't care. Yeah. You know, like have fun with a franchise. Yeah, it's fine. Indiana Jones is one of those that is only Indiana Jones because of Harrison Ford. The movie's called Indiana Jones and Blank. Yeah, the, it's yeah. It, it didn't is. start out that way. Not true, but it became true, true. that way. Yeah, it is for a good reason <laughs> because it's it's anchored by his performance. It's Harrison Ford it, in like, the first three movies. Yeah. He's absolutely flawless. One of the best, one of the best characters in cinema. Period. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah, and it's not Luke Skywalker and the Star Wars, <laughs> right? You know, right, right. Like we don't. You can. That's a whole universe of stuff that you could play around with. But yeah. this movie, yeah. this franchise. Is built on the back of the of, of a gigantic performance, yeah. by uh, by Harrison Ford, and the the <laughs> the charisma he carried, the line delivery, every his physical performance. I mean, like everything is about him. Yeah, and it's not fair to Troy Baker, honestly. It's really not, and like I'm happy he got such a big gig again, <laughs> but at the same time, like. It, He's destined to fail. There's yeah. no way you can be Harrison Ford. Yeah. You can't. You can't be that charismatic. Even if you are, people are going to immediately... Because the the you know model in the game looks just like Harrison Ford yeah. for the most part. Um, it's a good model. Yeah, it looks it's good. It looks, looks, looks good. pretty good. There's only like one shot that I was like, mm, a little uncanny. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I, 
I don't think it's going to be an issue because you're playing first person. Yeah. That's another thing mm. uh, from what I could gather from that. It's but, an issue for me, actually. Yeah. But I, uh, I just think that it's a losing game for him to, <laughs> no pun intended, nah. um, for him to, to even try to be Harrison Ford. You know, yeah, I, it, it is. It's kind of unfair. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm I, like, I'm really conflicted. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. I don't really understand <laughs> the point. Like, if this game came out around the time that maybe the the um uh, five comes out on no Blu-ray. No, 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 no. Before that, if if it come out when when um Wolfenstein had come out when they did mm. the remake of Wolfenstein, right? And you go. You know what else we got in the fucking cooker? Indiana Jones. Just Indiana Jones yeah. game. Then you go, oh, shit, that's cool. Because it's in between. You're like, oh, I haven't seen an Indiana Jones property in a while. You come back with this, and you're like, that's cool that they do the Indiana Jones game. Yeah. But now that we're in, first of all, you've got three of the best movies ever made. Sure. And then you've got two of the worst movies in the franchise. I, okay, let me let me rephrase. That's harsh. I that's harsh. I, okay. I do enjoy the fourth one more than other people yeah. so i'm not going to say that that's a bad movie yeah. and i haven't seen the fifth one so I, let me I'm I, just, just I, saying, I love kate blanchett so you know I yeah can't. i mean she's awesome yeah so let me just say just based on its reputation two bad movies that capped off three of the best movies ever two made. i think two undeniably worse movies than right. the first three Two unremarkable movies. There are people who are, uh, you know, Temple of Doom haters, which I'm not a part of. No. Um, but no. I will say, you know, obviously the latest two are not up to snuff with the original trilogy. Right. So then after the reputation of this series oh. is not yeah. to say it's in the gutter, but like it's not looking good. Diminishing returns. Diminishing That's returns. Yeah. Now, now you want to come and make a game without Harrison Ford and after people are kind of low on yeah, the franchise. I just think the timing of it doesn't it, make any sense. I the would, existence yeah. of it I can I can deal with. The timing to I'll me is really bad. I'll agree with you on that. Not to mention the timing with Xbox where it's like they are desperate for a killer app. They need something, dog. Right, right. And there's been like, you know, teases about another Halo add-on or something, but mm. they the, a lot of people who are solely on Xbox are looking for something that's going to be like the game changer. Xbox and is being outsold what two to one at this point by PlayStation. Hand over fist. Yeah, it's it's at this point it's not even a competition. The war is over. Yeah, place Sony won. Yeah, it's it's at not least even for this generation. I mean, yeah, you know, we go away for next, but um, I mean, unless unless Microsoft comes in and actually revolutionizes the gaming industry. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't really see them. And from everything like I've heard, six. everything I've heard, Game Pass is losing money, which you know, you like know they're going to stop doing. It's it a soon. great deal for everyone involved if you if you sign up for it. I can't recommend a, a better deal in gaming than Game Pass. Yeah, but they're going to stop doing it. They've got to. Everything it, it doesn't everything, make sense. Like yeah. it doesn't make financial sense. Yeah, Microsoft Every, is a savvy good, enough company. They're gonna they're, they they would just take it's away. It's going away. It's going away. Yeah, just like Netflix is going to be adding. Uh, uh, payment, <laughs> yeah, a higher payment to their subscription yeah. service. Well, they just paid they paid five billion dollars yeah. for the rights to RAW. Sure, you don't think that that's coming out of our pockets? Oh, it's certainly coming out of yeah. our pockets. Yeah. Real quick before we switch over, even though that was very smooth, yeah. <laughs> trash or not trash? Yeah, we'll come back. <coughs> the trailer itself. Not trash because I I can like watching it mm. does make me excited. For the game, 
But then when I like, all right, it's kind of hard to articulate. But like, the game itself looks fun, and it looks like a, it looks like a, it's going to be a good game. Yeah. So the trailer itself, I, it, it, I can't call it trash because it looks like a fun game, and and the and the trailer itself does get me excited about the game. The game itself, I don't understand its existence. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really get yeah. why they're putting it out right now. Like, sure. And so, by the rules of this segment, <laughs> it's not trash. Not trash, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Not trash for me as well. I think the game looks cool. I'm just not sure about it at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. As we were alluding to, Netflix recently announced that they have acquired, as of 2025, uh, the rights to stream Raw. WWE Raw, Raw, which is their Monday night show. The flagship TV show of World Wrestling Entertainment. Now, I don't know if you know offhand, and I can look it up, obviously, but that comes with other stuff, too, right? It's not just Raw, is it? As far as I know, let me look. I mean, yeah, I would look it up, but as far as I understand it, it's just the rights to, to play to show Raw, which is a big deal. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a huge moneymaker. It was a huge moneymaker for USA for a long time. Yeah. I really can't believe that USA it didn't shelve out the money. I mean, I don't think USA well, has $5 you, billion. Dollars. I was going to say, the, the money is a, a, a lowly sum of $5 billion. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think USA would just have to turn into the WWE network yeah. and just play Raw all the time. And that'd then be, Raw reruns. That'd be fine. I'd be fine. <laughs> Sorry, USA. Oh, you got NCIS and burn notice. It's true. <laughs> uh, until October twenty excuse me, October twenty twenty four, USA Network has uh, raw. So apparently, in October of this year, they're going to be switching over. Uh, the WWE deal with Peacock isn't set to expire until twenty twenty six. So. According to this Ringer article, there could be the option. They're going to switch over to Netflix in 2028. So then you have to watch all the PLEs on fucking Netflix. That's what's going to happen. That sucks. Well, according to this Ringer article, uh, there, quote, there could be an option of running two months of Raw solely on Peacock, which isn't a foreign concept, considering the service has aired everything from WWE's weekly talk show, The Bump, to its recent 2024 preview special, uh, to its coming weekends this coming weekend's royal rumble mm. I, you know so let me just say like, something for a second i do understand that the wwe has to like create more content for for their stuff to like sure. get more eyes yeah but i do find it really funny when they have like talk shows, talk shows and yeah. like post-fight interviews and stuff it's like we all have to play along mm-hmm. but then again Roman Reigns will go on like the Logan Paul podcast <laughs> right. and completely break character. So then it's like, all right, in this three-hour window, I have to play along with yeah. with what what this whole there thing. has to be like a kayfabe alert on the bottom, right? Like, something like a crayon goes across. We're and, in character because <laughs> like it's just it's so silly now. It's even sillier than it was before. It's Back always when been you were silly. a kid. No, but when you were a kid. And you thought that it was fake, or you maybe maybe you knew it was fake, and you were just playing along. You were a kid playing along. Sure. Now, as an adult, you're like, all right, I'm gonna play along in this window. But then when they do uh, a kayfabe breaking interview, 
I have to like I have to be like, well, yeah, I mean, he's a grown man with kids, and it's like, yeah, sure, all right, but his name is Roman Reigns. <laughs> like, he's the head so of the stupid. table. It's so it's so stupid. Um, the just, Rock challenged him for the head of the table. What's he supposed to do? <laughs> and then uh, and then yeah, you have to watch a show like The Bump. Where they're like, can you believe that this happened? It's like, you wrote it that way. Yeah, I can believe it I happened. can believe it. <laughs> you wanted it to happen. It says right here in the script. It's like, it's like watching a movie. It, but well, it's not even the same thing because if you watch a movie and then you talk about it afterward. Well, no, you know what? It was like, um, it was like Talking Dead. Remember Talking Dead yes. after yeah. Chris oh, yeah, yeah. Hardwick would have to, with a straight face, be like, I can't believe this happened. And they all, all the actors would have to come on the show and be like, I yeah, know, right? It and was you're pretty like, tough. This was a fucking TV show. It was pretty tough. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, 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 I didn't want my character to die. But, but, he, but you know. he died. And what are you going to do? He died. It's so. just good writing. It's good drama. It's just, you good, know, drama. I, it's just good drama. Would you come back as a zombie? Yeah. But but even that, they, they are open to like... This this happened to my character. Sure. If if Roman Reigns went on the bump, I'm, I'm Rick Grimes and uh yeah exactly. I, uh, if Andrew Lincoln was like <laughs> in character on the on the show, yeah. he's like all bloody and he's like, "What are all you citizens doing here?" It was really hard for me to you know deal with the death of my wife. Can't believe my wife died. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, my wife died. <laughs> yeah. <it's>, no. <laughs> no. No. It's no, so nah. that's that's the part that's silly. So if Roman Reigns went on the bump and was like, "That's crazy that Roman Reigns did that, right? Like my character did that. Yeah, yeah. It's wild that that we're that we're doing this." Yeah. Then I'd be like, "Okay, but it's a weird middle ground of the it, two. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's such a strange place. They to never be in. talk like about limbo. like the process until they're retired, retired. Yeah. yeah. But while they're in it, it's like you can't really do no. That. And then even when they do like kayfabe breaking interviews, it's always like. They always have to keep up this facade of like, I mean, it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Sure, yeah. You know, you got to make sure that people know, like, it's not fake. Right, right, right. It's it's, it's really me, damn it. It's it's uh, yeah, it's written. And you know, it's, and it's actually Sherry brought up a good point, a good question that I uh, I didn't think about before. Um, but in today's day and age, uh, you know, if and when uh, we ever uh, sire children. Mm. Oh! And they, we're not doing it right now. Uh, settle, settle down. Settle down. Settle down. Settle down. Uh, what, what do you think that, because obviously they're going to watch wrestling at some point. Yeah. What would your approach be to kayfabe and like explaining that wrestling is like sports entertainment as opposed to like something like the, uh, uh, UFC, you know, like. Do you do you break it to them, or is it more like a thing that you're like you let them enjoy the fantasy of it? Yeah. Um, or do you explain it to them because you're afraid of them like thinking they can, you know, uh, uh, give somebody a, 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 a I don't know a RKO out of nowhere? <laughs> you know, like what? What? How do you present that to a child in in today's day? Because there is so much out there that does break that illusion. Yeah. Um. I. I, I I personally answered that I would let them know, like from the the jump, that like this yeah. is sports entertainment, mm -hmm. this is drama. It's fun, you know. We like to see the show, but like they're not actually hurting themselves on purpose. Yeah, 
you know, it's it, it's predetermined. You know, we're here to watch a show and have fun. Don't do the same one else, please. Yeah. I don't want to get sued. Right. You know, like that. That would I think be my approach. I'm not a father. Yeah. But I think that would be my general approach. That's enough. <laughs> it's enough from you. It's enough from you. Uh, but yeah, what what would you do? I'm I'm curious. You know, honestly, I think my approach it, it's 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 hard to say theoretically because like. My initial answer to that was in my in my head was I'm gonna let the fantasy play out until they ask, ah. right? But I think that that question would come a lot sooner than I real than I sure. realized, yeah, because yeah. of their access to the internet. Yeah, again, going on. If you have any kind of social media account, if you have YouTube account, you have to be very diligent nowadays. To, to yeah. you have to be on top of this shit, right? So if they see Roman Reigns on the impulsive podcast. God forbid. The illusion is broken, right? Yeah. He's, si- he's sitting there in joggers with his hair down and he's talking about his kids and he's calling himself Joe and all this stuff. And it's like, your kid's going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So I'm very confused. <laughs> my, my initial reaction is to say that, like, I would play along with the fantasy until they were smart enough to ask the questions. The same thing with, like, holidays and, and, and everything that's a yeah. fantasy to them. Sure. But I'm, I think that I'm giving, I'm hoping that my kids are as aware as I was when I was they, a kid. They've got it. They've got to be, even, I, I would assume they're even more so. Yeah. I hope you that know? my kids are smarter than me in every way, shape, or form. <laughs> That's the hope. Yeah. That's all you can hope from your, uh, your, your next of kin yeah. is to, to, to be an improvement yeah. <laughs> on the original recipe. So if they are, then I won't. I don't think that I would have to explain it to them because nobody sure. had to explain it to me. When I was a kid growing up, I figured it out because yeah, I saw yeah. I was watching it closely and realized like they're not really they're, punching each yeah, other. Yeah, and and then it all started to fall into place. Like, oh, I get it. It's a yeah. show. Well, it's y- a thing. You know what was complicating to me was that my cousin Jason, who's you know just a couple years older than me, yeah, uh, a handful of years older than me, um, was really into wrestling. And that's how I initially got into wrestling. And mind you, this is like in the Attitude Era. Yeah. Like balls deep in the Attitude Era. Yeah. That's what I grew up in. Oh, yeah. And um, so in that era specific, yeah, in that era specific, he got kicked out of Disney Quest uh, uh, for wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt with Fuck him flicking yeah. off the, cam- uh, the, the camera. Um, they made him, yeah. they made him uh, put his shirt inside out. It was awesome. Um, but... I I was savvy enough as a kid to ask the question at like probably eight. Yeah, I was like, "Is that real?" Right. I don't know if that's real or not. Yeah, and I would often ask Jason because you know he was the closest to my age in my family at the time, and um, he would respond like, "I mean, yeah, look at them. They're they're beating they're 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 beating each other up like." But that's what I'm saying. Like in the Attitude Era, especially, like people get bloody. Oh they yeah, cut themselves up. The Attitude Era, more than any other era, looked the realest. Yeah, exactly, and that's why it was so confusing to me because I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, look, he's all messed up. Yeah, by the end of the they match, bloody like, each other. I mean, unprotected chair shots. Yeah, tables. Yeah. I mean, they were they it was were a, killing each other. It was extreme for yeah. a reason. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that led the the fantasy to kind of live on a bit further. But then I understood the concept of. 
it's real air quotes uh-huh. because like they're putting their bodies on the line you know they're they're cutting their heads up to to make it look realistic they're yeah. you know sometimes things go wrong they you know they, they botch something and and somebody actually gets hurt yeah you know like that happens they're they're actually they're like stunt performers you yeah. know they're they're putting their bodies on the line and some of these guys are real athletes you know like they're actually they they're capable of kicking your ass yeah. if, if they really wanted right. to um, so that led me to like kind of find naturally a happy medium of like it's real enough. Yeah, you know, like it's, it's okay. real enough. Yeah, but yeah, it's real enough. But th- that's the thing too is like I was an early adopter of UFC. Like I we mm. rented the UFC like cassette tapes yeah. from like number one moving on. Right. Uh, as a kid, so like I was exposed to like real combat right. and seeing the like difference. What it of looks those like two. when yeah. people are actually beating the shit out sure. of each other, and it looks very different. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know. it's much. That's a good point. Because <laughs> yeah. the first time I watched a UFC uh, pay-per-view event, m- m- uh, my whole family was watching it. And I remember a guy, I don't remember the fight specifically, but I do remember he won by hammer fist. And mm. we were like, holy shit. Oh, God. Like he's smashing his face in. Like, yeah. there's blood everywhere. And the yeah. ref's not stopping it. Yeah. And this guy's with an open, like, like or a closed donkey fist just yeah. smashing his face and i was like that's legal they're just <laughs> letting him do that he's killing him i remember when they allowed kicks to the head when you were down yeah <laughs> you know it's it was fucking like violent man Shit unbelievable violent yeah. like some people think oh they should be able to do whatever they want in the octagon no it's a fight and i'm like absolutely no, no, no. not the more rules that they've put in place the better like it's, yeah oh yeah it's protecting these guys and it's it's turned it into a sport it's a and sport. not a street yeah, yeah. fight. Which is what the vision always was. Uh, I, I mean, as long as like we're talking modern UFC. Yeah. The idea... I mean, even in the original ones, the idea was, let's get the best of the best of every uh, specific uh, discipline. Yeah. And have them fight. Yeah. Make it... It's like real life street <coughs> fighter. You know? Yeah. Like... Which is a really cool concept. Yeah. Uh, but if you're talking about like making it an actual street fight, like... Well, then what's the point of the regulations? What's it, the point of the rules? What's the point of the no, walkouts? What's it the point of the uniforms? That doesn't make it better. Like, technique is cool. <laughs> yeah, technique it, is cool. I feel like Americans have warmed up to, like, BJJ as being a discipline and, yeah. and not booing immediately. I mean, in some dumb states, yeah. uh, they will boo if you're, you know, on the ground. Oh, he's hugging him. Uh, he's, he's, he's just humping him. He's humping him. Uh, stand him up. One man is humping another stand man. Stand him up. Yeah, I don't like it. It's like, like no, it. that's that's it. There are man. there are rules to the game, and you have to play them. Yeah. So. You know. Okay. Well, what, let's let's get back to what this means for the future of streaming. Okay. Five billion dollars for uh, Netflix Raw. to have the rights Raw. to just Raw. Just raw. It's raw. It's raw. Uh, to say nothing oh, of you. the uh, <laughs> premium live events, to say nothing of SmackDown, this is just one flagship show. Netflix has the rights to it now. And you have to think about like what this means. Because the even the WWE Network didn't have the rights to its own show. Mm-hmm. They had already sold the TV rights to the USA Network. So when you got when you went on the WWE Network, you could watch obviously the the um, pay per views, which is funny that they were still calling them pay per views even though it was on the network. You could watch those. Well, I guess they were still charging people if you didn't have the network. You could watch that shit live, but Raw 
and SmackDown because yep. they had these TV deals in place. You had to wait months to catch up to the live episode or, or sure. that week's episode. Sure, rather, sure. Right? Yeah. Now on Netflix of all, I fucking hate Netflix. Well, and that's that's what I was just about to say is like, this is bad for everyone. This sucks, dude. This <laughs> Ex- sucks. except for Netflix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like, honestly, having Peacock, one of the main reasons I have Peacock is for uh, WWE. Yeah, that's one of the main reasons because it has everything. Everything. I want a resource that has everything. Yeah. The fact that they're now in a position where we're or I should say we are now in a position where we're going to have to get have multiple streaming services to watch one product. Yeah. It's not it's right. awful. It's, it's not right. It's awful. It ain't right. It ain't right. So now you're going to have people that are like stranded on Peacock only watching Thursday nights or whatever. Yeah. You know, dude, I'm fine with just watching the PLEs at this point. Like I do yeah. like I I mean the 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 clips of the most important stuff gets gets posted online. I like watching the promo battles, especially if, with with guys who are like good at it. Like, yeah. like that last one with with Cody and 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 Punk. Yeah. Oh, oh so good, so good. I watched I, it live. Yeah. yeah. That see that that's the type of shit that I I can fuck with. I'll still watch that kind of stuff. But as far as like watching a three hour show that's not a pay per view or a ple or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't really. I'll just say this: there is. I don't think there is anything at this point for me personally. That could get me to subscribe to Netflix. Hmm. I already subscribed to Peacock, and you didn't uh, have to, huh? You didn't have to. I didn't do it on purpose, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about that later. Okay, okay. I okay. do, I do. Yeah, I knew I need to because okay. I did it on accident. I was yeah. trying to watch something through um, Amazon, Amazon, and I didn't know that it was a Peacock Plus thing. And then it was like, do the free trial, and, I, that's and the one thing that's with they, Amazon. That's how they get you. It's one thing they have everything in one place, mm-hmm. but it makes it difficult to decipher uh-huh. who's going to who. Exactly. Yeah. So, and and they're making it even harder. I've noticed. Oh yeah. You'll go through the categories, and it's like Amazon deals, and you're like, oh, it's an Amazon show, and then you click on it, and it's like, do you want stars? I'm like, dog, <laughs> no, I, no, I don't want stars. <laughs> no one wants stars. No one wants stars, man. You're so, worse than Showtime. I do need to cancel my my Paramount, but uh, it's be a Paramount. Or not Paramount, Peacock. Sorry. Okay. Oh no, 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 no. Okay. All right. Let me let me Paramount rephrase. Plus? Let me rephrase. I could take some of that Paramount Plus. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's here's what I have. I have Peacock through Steve, friend of the show. Uh huh. I do have Peacock Plus. Okay. You had it or through Peacock. me first. Yeah. But now I have the ad free. You didn't have. I had ad free. Did you give me the login? I sure did. All right. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come. I do. Paramount is what I was talking about. Okay, okay. Paramount Plus I have through Amazon. Yeah. So, I mean, I could keep that if you want. Were, were you trying to watch Top Gun 2 or something? <laughs> no, actually, I was watching the Godfather movies. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and that's what gave me the fever dream, uh, was watching uh, all three Godfather movies in a row yeah. and then uh, and then getting stuck on the third one. You know, I that's still like a haven't, full day. <laughs> I still haven't finished Coda because... I haven't watched it yet. I have it on uh, 4K. I, I, I bought it specifically to watch it. <laughs> I understand that, like, this is uh, Coppola's, like, this is his vision. Director's cut, yeah. But I'm about halfway through it, and it still sucks. <laughs> so Don't tell me that. I mean, I just, I have to tell you the truth. I mean, I get that, like, what he was trying to do, and I, and I can see, I mean, but it's still, right now, it's still... 
I'm just look. I'm just hoping for better. You know, it's just. I like Andy I Garcia. I, I hate He's to cool. I hate to say it because it's like it seems like such a stereotypical opinion to have on the movies. Yeah. But the first and second one, they they reach such heights. Oh yeah. That the third one just can't. It just can't. It t- it, it took too long for the movies to come out. The performances like Pacino. This is ni- this is '90s Pacino. Okay. Yeah. So this is at a point where. Every five movies, you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's one of the greats. But this was firmly in the, like, there's nothing subtle about this performance. The first two movies, and I can tell you this because I watched them in a row. The first two movies, he is putting on what is, to me, some of the best acting some of the best acting in American cinema. And just in cinema, period. He's putting on what is just a powerhouse performance yeah. of of subtlety of of emotion that bubbles beneath the surface oh, yeah. of like this or anger a transformation too watching the first and second movie in a row he was he was the good boy <laughs> i mean it's but he but he never but he wasn't truly yeah. and that's what's so beautiful about the performance is like he even in the first even in the beginning of the movie oh shit i got plugged up. what oh, it's, it is plugged in. why is it saying that there you go uh, even the first movie. Well, he went. In, he went into the war. Yeah, comes <laughs> he, out. He killed some. <laughs> he killed some Nazis. And even in even when even in the very beginning of the movie, he talks about you know what his dad does, and he's like, "That's my family, Kate. That's not me." And he even even like you just read on his face that he's like the way that he talks about his family is like you're supposed to read it as like. I, I, I'm not these people, but yeah, yeah. he loves his family. Sure, yeah. You know, he loves he loves being a Corleone. He loves his family. He loves his father. He respects, not to say that he loves he what they do. Them. He respects the hell out of yeah, them. He respects yeah. what they do, and he knows. He understands. I'm not going to get into a whole thing about The Godfather, but let me just say. One reel in. Let's do it. The third one <laughs> loses all of that nuance. Well, and it, uh, I won't spoil it because Sherry hasn't seen it yet, so we need to watch it. Okay. But... It is one of the also and look, man. You you guys know me at this point. It is one of the bleakest movies. It's so bleak. Like it. Yeah. I kind of like it because of that. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, but at the same time, like I mean, even in like the second one's a super bleak movie too. But at the same time, it's like Michael is also still, getting everything that he you wants. Still get like a charge from two though. You yeah. Know? Like there's still something yeah. about two. Everybody's like getting like you're watching Vito Corleone. Because half of it is Vito, too. And yeah. It's like Vito is this, like, respectable man who's yeah. doing what he needs to do. And you he's, see... He's, he's, getting, he's doing his come-up thing. You see thing, you see him doing things that he needs to do to protect himself, his community, and his family. Right. And you see how this thing started. Yeah. You see how the mafia began out of, like, these altru... Uh, I mean, basically altruistic uh, uh, places. Yeah. And, and ideas... <laughs> And I mean, without spoiling anything, by the end of it, which I think is, <laughs> if you haven't seen The Godfather two, I don't. Wait, have you not seen The Godfather? No, no, 2? we watched two. We watched okay. two. We watched two. Yeah. We watched two. Horrible. No, the, the, I was very sad. At the oh, tragic. It sad. Yeah, it's, it's tragic. Tragic. Yeah. yeah, it is hard. Yeah, it's tough. I think I think Godfather three at its best uh, acts as an epilogue to that. That just further cements that like these people are cursed yeah you know like there's no yeah. good ending for people yeah. in this world what why 
What, what's with the cousin fucking? Why? I don't. I, I think. I think. Who is Mario Puso? Like, I don't. Well, I why? think. Look, here's, I don't, a, I don't here's the deal. It. Here's the deal, man. I think. Don't worry is, about it. Don't worry about this it. This is you modern don't know. times. You this don't is know. Like, but I'm saying, I, I think what, what they were going for with that was that it's like a uh, uh, medieval kingdom, you know? I, Where I guess, it, but this it, is keep, like modern like it's times. Pure, it's. You know, like, but this is like what the '60s or the '70s? The '60s. This, this the one's '60s. Yeah, this one's set. set in the. Oh wait, no, this is set like. When was three set? Was three? I thought it was more modern. Actually, it might actually be. I thought it was like in the modern. '90s or something. I don't think it's '90s. '80s. '80s. It might be '80s. '80s. Yeah. 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 Actually, I need to. I need to. I need to know. Yeah, let's I need do. To know. Let's do a little research here. Either way, <sighs> there's not a there's not a decade. If it's not a, <laughs> if it's not a hundred or two hundred years ago, if it's not there's 16, literally not fifty three, exactly. There's there's nothing that yeah, like, I, saves I, that. I know it's weird. It's weird. It's very weird. It's very weird, especially <laughs> with that being you know his daughter and stuff. It's weird. Strange. Yeah, I don't like it. Very strange. It's really weird. Uh, so it's the seventies into 70s. the eighties. Seventies in the eighties. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's way too modern for yeah. that to be a part of the uh, yeah. yeah the lore. Yeah. Disgusting. It's weird. Weird. They took oh, operatic right. a little too far, and she you know? and, and she's like really wants to fuck him. You know, yeah. like really wants it. And she's not a very good actress. No, she's not good. Yeah. No, and I'm sorry, but people are always like, "Oh, people are too harsh on." And nope, no, they I mean, she's they, not good in it. Yeah, yeah. I and, think, and it's you know, it, she doesn't deserve death threats, but it no, was, of course she's not. just not good in yeah, it. Yeah, people were too harsh. Yeah, they were people too harsh. were mean. People were mean, but uh, but yeah, no, she's, she's not, not good. good in it. She's not good, no. and it was clearly. It, it, a nepotism. It was. Thing. It was like, a. Really she was a nepo baby yeah. to begin off. She's proven herself to be a skilled director. Yeah, she's she's a, she's a, a tremendous talent. Yeah, and 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 also maybe too young to just be thrust into a movie like that. Like it wasn't fair to bring back that completely movie. unfair. Yeah, but she's just not good. Well, not to mention that you know the it was baby acted better than she did. <laughs> 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 not to mention the uh, the. Entire impetus of the entire thing happening was that uh, Francis Ford Coppola needed money. Yeah, there was no passion in this. Like he just made it because he needed money. Yeah, I don't think anybody except for Andy Garcia was like excited to be there. I think yeah. everyone else was like, "Are we doing this again? Come on!" And he's like, "Finally, yeah, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a fucking move." To be fair, we did get uh, uh, just when I think I'm out. Yeah. That's true. That's pop culture like icon in. status. Yeah. Yeah. Also, his silent scream is pretty good at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's good. Good stuff. That is good stuff. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the la- the final shot. I will say artistically, the final shot is beautiful. Yeah. There are moments. There are moments he's where still, like he's still Coppola, you know. Like, yeah, and 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 he's still Pacino. So there are moments <laughs> yeah. in the movie where like, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's few and far between. Yeah, it's I agree. just like he's too. You can hear like his his voice is in a lower register. Yeah, it, he just doesn't really have the the gravitas yeah. that uh that seventies Pacino had. Well, it doesn't help that he's playing like a a beaten man. You know, like, yeah, he's he's the boss, but he's also like been through a lot yeah well like the i'll even say even even weirder for me 
like the, the the decision to shave his head and for him to have like a short cropped like flat top kind of thing yeah, yeah when i when i initially saw people were like that's even a weird thing that they did and like that was a controversial thing in the 90s was to see him like that was very like what the fuck mm. at first i was like yeah that's a really dumb thing to complain about but then like rewatching it it is jarring to see him look like that he doesn't yeah. look like a guy who is the head of this crime family sure. who is worth the millions and millions of dollars that he worth that he's worth in the movie and like it does he doesn't look he doesn't have the striking you know poise handsome yeah, yeah. uh stoicness of which like is what, what he had in the first two movies which is what he was at the end of two yeah the end of two he was like luke skywalker in the black outfit you yeah know, with the yeah. green lightsaber like and he they was even about do business they even do a flash forward at the very end of two yeah where he's sitting alone on a park bench and he's and his hair is gray but he but he's still you know and 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 then you and then you do this movie in the 90s and you're like well he looks completely different and then obviously by nature of him being sure, older sure. but also he did donnie brasco and he had long hair and brasco and he looked like a guy who was in a mob sure yeah so why uh, it's just a weird nitpicky thing, but it's also it all kind of runs together of like why this movie's not good. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. Probably why I had a fever dream about it. Yeah, <laughs> makes know? sense. I felt like I was the Andy Garcia character, but like I was having a lucid dream where I was stuck in it, mm. and every time that I woke up in the morning, I felt like I needed to sleep because I was so deadly, deadly tired. Yeah, but I felt every time I went back to sleep, I was like I might not wake up. Uh huh. Because I'll be stuck in this dream. Yeah. So I would wake the, up. The and ninjas would... will come down from the uh, the ceiling, <laughs> yeah. like they do with the Uzis <laughs> in that random scene. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what is what's is happening? Face? Like, what's what is this movie? <laughs> yeah. It's strange. Um. Very weird. Yeah. Super Very weird. weird. Super weird. Yeah. How do we get on that? Uh, we got into there talking about Netflix. Netflix and streaming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, I think all in all, we can cap it on saying it sucks that this, like, (laughs) this is a bad deal. One brand is being dispersed throughout multiple streaming uh, platforms because it's it's bad for everyone that has to pay money for these things. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Because the other thing is, if you're paying for cable still, which is crazy, (laughs) God bless you. But if you are. And you have the USA Network. You're not paying anything extra to watch your favorite show. Sure. It's just on there. But now with Netflix, if you didn't have Netflix and you got it so that you could watch Raw, now you're, you're paying like a lot of money to, to, to watch this. And, and it's only going to – they already said that in the next quarter – not the next quarter, but like in the next year or so. We will need to tweak <laughs> the prices. Yeah, tweak the prices. Right. How dare you? As they have multiple times Tweak. in the past the year. Fuck, that's such an insulting. Like, listen, guys, we're not gonna raise the prices. We're gonna look at them. And we're, gonna we're gonna look tweet. into them. We're gonna look into them. We may, you know. You ever seen anybody tweak something and then the price got lower? No. Yeah. No. So get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. You can pay less for you know the ad version. Ugh. Just keep it on Paramount. How did they lose the? How did Paramount not just go Peacock or Peacock rather? How did Peacock not go give us give give it all to us? So according to this Ringer article, they have time to be able to buy it back, and also keep the rest of WWE on their platform because their 
contract apparently ends in 2026. Okay. So, the idea here is if NBC Universal can <laughs> scrunch up enough money, yeah. they can bring it back to their platform. Yeah. But with a, a $5 billion price tag on Raw alone, yeah. do you the, think they're going to do that? Yeah. I don't think they are. The WWE library is going to cost, I mean, at least, at least double that, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And who's going to pay that? But the thing is, you, the WWE might price themselves out of any good deal. Who's going to pay that money? Sure. I, unless Netflix is out to, you know, get as much as they can. In which case, I can see a situation in which they get all the WWE. Excuse me. All the WWE networks. Nice. When was WWE? Really when excited. was Netflix really even excited. in the fucking wrestling game? They no? weren't. They what the fuck? Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, Netflix is like, "Oh yeah, we got that." I, they we must have. That. They must have seen how well Peacock was doing with WWE. Fox really shit the bed on this one. Oh yeah, Fox oh, was like, yeah. "We we're not seeing the return." They on SmackDown. The, they I will say they are the biggest loser in this situation. Yeah, other than us. Yeah, <laughs> who have yeah. to the pay? People are the biggest. The money. Losers. Yeah, Fox uh, is second. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I, you know, I could, I could see a future in which NBC Universal has to give it up to Netflix, and Netflix just, you know, bumps up their prices by another ten dollars, yeah. a month, yeah, to compensate. To for, compensate, that's yeah. all. That's all they would probably need to do, and then they can say like, "Look, we're home of WWE. We're home to your favorite TV shows. We're we're home to." A uh, bunch of blockbuster movies. Yeah. I mean, Netflix's goal has always been to be a standalone like channel, the streaming service. Yeah, that's what they wanted to be. But at what cost? Literally, at yeah. what cost? Yeah. Am I gonna have to spend thirty dollars a month, forty dollars a month to have Netflix? Because I'll tell you what, no, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm do not that. doing that. Not gonna do that. I just I'm at a point in my life where I don't consume enough content. At the rate that spending that money would justify, would make it. sense, yeah. Right, I just yeah. don't, I just don't watch enough shit. Sure, I don't, I just don't consume enough well, shit. And, and I feel like a lot of people are in your shoes because there are so many streaming services. There are so many, even even beyond like movies and TV. Like, you know, there's there's stuff for audiobooks. There, you yeah. can stream. Uh, 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 Albums you can stream or not stream, but you can uh, something like Game Pass where you have all these games at your disposal. Like there's so many things available that are books. You know there there's so many things available that you can distract yourself (laughs) with in your life, and there's a finite amount of time that you have. So (laughs) I feel like we're getting to that you know that event horizon in which. We, we get to a place where we're saturated. Yeah. And there's no more room for anything. Yeah. I mean, I think we're already at that place where where you, you could spend the rest of your life trying to consume content that these streamers are putting in front of you. And you, you that would be the rest of your life. Sure. Excuse me. Even just Netflix alone with all the movies that they have on there. You don't have enough time to watch the stuff that's on there before they take it off and replace yeah. it with other shit. Sure. You just can't keep up. Yeah. You're just... We are inundated with this stuff yeah i just started and you'll appreciate this Ooh. i'm in season four of Ooh. better call saul oh god <laughs> you know yeah and i'm gonna be done yes! and i'm like flying through it but like uh oh, i'm uh, so excited for but you. again it's like it's so i'm so <laughs> and, and i don't do it on purpose i'm not one of these people who's like 
oh, I'm going to watch a thing after the hype has died down because I don't like the way people... I love the way... I love people's enthusiasm about shit. If somebody's like, you really got to watch this movie. I don't not watch it out of spite. I just... I just Bullshit. I, I really don't. Sometimes, like, especially <laughs> if you tell me to watch something, it's not, it's not that I'm like... Adam told me. In fact, it's the exact opposite. If Adam tells me to watch something, it makes me even more excited because I'm like, I know this thing is going to be good. But talk to me, baby. Sometimes I just don't do it. It's not. It's. Yeah. It's not. It, there's Life no reason. Gets busy. It's just. Yeah. It's just stuff happens. Yeah. yeah but I but I'll tell I you this: it. if you recommend something, I'm like, I know it's going to be good. And that's honestly, that's probably more of the reason why I'm like, I got time to watch this thing because I already know it's going to be good. Sure, sure. You can so I can. It. You yeah. Can I'm yeah. going to come back to this thing. This thing's already yeah, already yeah. going to be dope. I mean, when we watched Barry Lyndon, I was like, how many times did we talk about <laughs> watching Barry Lyndon yeah, before yeah. we actually watched yeah. it? And then we watched it, and I was like. Yeah, the movie was incredible. <laughs> of course, it was incredible. You know, so like, I'm I'm now on to to uh, Better Call Saul. But like, to my point, it's on Netflix. Yeah, and I might not have ever watched it had it not been for Andy has Netflix. So I, and and they really like Better Call Saul. And they're like, we you you gotta watch it. So I was finally like, all right, I, I like their to, taste. <laughs> <laughs> so we finally have somebody to sit around and watch, like like you know, sure. run through all these. <coughs> Excuse me. Run through all these episodes with. Yeah. But uh, had it not been for that, and uh, like, I I don't know if I would ever had been able to until like it was more convenient. Like Netflix is just not the streaming service for some of that stuff. At yeah. at this point in my life, I would much rather buy the seasons of Better Call Saul and True. watch them physically. Yeah. Than than to let one of these streamers. You're an Amazon boy. Yeah. Just admit it. Yeah. It's fine. At this point, I respect it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 Amazon, man. I think Amazon makes the most sense. You Amazon know, all the way. I, I'm sorry, like it's I know, crazy. I know they're a terrible company, but it, it sucks. It, but like, yeah, Amazon and Google. I feel like those are the two, you know, the two biggest hogs mm -hmm. in the fight right mm -hmm. now. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. but they provide the best service. I'm sorry, like it's well, just the way and, it is. And even to your point, when the rumor was that. Raw was going to Amazon. I was excited. I was yeah. Like, Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I already have. I already have Amazon. You know, whatever they want. I'll it comes, give it to them. comes packed in yeah. prime. Are you kidding me? Exactly. Yeah. And then and then the next Netflix deal comes through, and I'm like, ah! What are you talking about? <laughs> Netflix. They weren't even in the running. Right. They don't do that. Where do, Where do they come from? They don't do that. Where they do don't they... do live no. TV. No. No. They've, I, have they ever done live TV? As far as I know, it's funny you say that. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Have they ever have? Do they even? Ha I know they have the infrastructure, but do they have the 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 know how and the means to do something like that? And that's what this Ringer article, which I actually really like, it's by Cal Davenport. Um, it's called "The Biggest Question About WWE's Massive Deal with Netflix," and they propose this idea. There's a question I should say of. Is this just the start for Netflix? Yeah. Or will they get into the same kind of uh, arena, no pun intended, yeah. that uh, Amazon has with, like, Monday Night Football? Yeah. You know? And, like, having... Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night Football. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thursday Night Football. There's so much football right now. <laughs> um, but, like, having a, a, a specific, like, day of X sport yeah. that they will have exclusively streaming on Netflix. Yeah. Because, for all intents and purposes, I think that it's been a huge boom for uh, uh, Amazon in doing that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, definitely. You saw the all the memes about people like, you know, your 
70-year-old dad trying to figure out how Amazon works. Yeah, yeah. How Prime works. Yeah. You know, trying to get the football game on. Yeah. In the playoffs. Like, you know, it, it it's making an impact. And I'm not sure it's all good. Well, not just Amazon, <laughs> but think about, like, there was a game that was played on Peacock. And there was a game that was played on, yeah. on Paramount. Yeah. Literally all the big streamers are like, let me get a little piece of that. Mm. Give me that. Give me that. Mm. I want some of that. Right. So you have to you sitting there if you're watching the playoffs you're like all right tomorrow we got to make sure that we have Peacock and then the next day we got to make yeah. sure we have Paramount yeah and then when the season starts we got to make sure that we have Amazon right you know and who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of seasons like are we going to get to a point where it's like all right you got to make sure you got you know well, x amount of streaming you, services YouTube had that deal with uh, the NFL network yeah the, and yeah. Uh, what's it called the, the uh, Sunday Ticket Sunday Ticket yeah. yeah. And uh, so, like that—that—that that, that is an even more all-encompassing idea for streaming. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I, I feel like it's gonna end up with us spending more money, regardless. <sighs> yeah. If we want to see it all, unfortunately. Yeah. When we could have just seen it on NBC, Fox, and CBS. Right. Like, you know? like we used to. Like we used to. Girls were girls, and men were men. Men. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, I guess we'll see what happens in the in the coming year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's gonna uh, that's we'll, gonna we'll, shake we'll, out. We'll report back in twenty twenty six. Yeah. Uh, God willing. Let's 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 talk about these Oscars. Okay, we're okay. here again. The Oscars back again. We do this every year when we talk about the Oscars, and I think this year has been more competitive than the last couple of years. Like, yeah. there are. There are at least nominees that people are going like, okay. I mean, I I get, I get what I think. I, I see what we're doing here, and sure, this yeah. kind of this makes sense. And you know, I don't know if there's like a green book this season. You know, right, right. All of these, like, I think, I think most of, I think if you're looking at the best picture, for instance, I think if like maybe Maestro were to win, people would go, hey, that's a little weird. But yeah, yeah. For the most part, I think most of the nominees, like. I really feel like, for instance, it's between Killian Murphy and Paul Giamatti for Best Actor, just from what I've seen. Yeah. Lily Gladstone or uh, uh, um, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of press for De Niro, Sterling K. Brown, or, or Robert Downey Jr. Right. Yeah. Actually, this Best Supporting Actor, this Stacked. might be the most competitive Stacked. I think I've seen in a there, couple Because there's been a lot of buzz for Mark Ruffalo, too. Right. Uh, and, and the Gosling and, and Ryan one is that's, and a, Barbie, that's yeah. the that's the dark horse. Like, hey man, you know, and that gets us into our controversy. It sure does controversy or if you controversy. Will. Yeah, Ryan Gosling getting nominated for best supporting actor for Barbie. Everybody was okay with. However, however, <laughs> Your Honor, Greta Greta Gerwig, Greta Gerwig, Greta Gerwig, and Murga Ruber not getting nominated in their yeah. respective categories of Best Actress and Best Director. Director, yeah. Uh, really through the internet for a loop. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. People were mad. People were mad. Yeah. And I, the more that I think about it. Well, uh, wait. Also, the fact that America Ferrara got a nom for best supporting actress which she has no chance of winning. in barbie no chance yeah what how no chance that's going 
to either Jodie Foster or Emily Blunt. I'm calling it right now. Jodie Foster or Emily Blunt. I think Emily Blunt's going to get it because there's been much ado about her performance in Oppenheimer, even yeah. though it wasn't very. There wasn't a lot of her in it. I, I think. I think. I think this is. This is going to be an Oppenheimer year. I think it's going to be one of those years where yeah, they clean. Yeah, yeah. I even think I might even put money on this that they do the Grand Slam where they get Best Actor, Best Ooh. Actress. Well, they don't have a Best Actress, do they? Uh, no. No. Okay, so they no, don't. they can't. They literally can't do the Grand Slam. Sure, but sure. they can do Best Actor, closest, Best Supporting, yeah. uh, Best Supporting Actress, yeah, and um, Movie and Director. Yeah. So I could see that happening. Yeah. I could I could see that happening. It could. it could. I think I think the thing that I'm probably most confident in is Chris Nolan getting finally getting a best director. director not. I yeah. think he finally gets that. If there's any movie that will do it for him, it's this one. Yeah, for sure. If he doesn't get yeah. it for this, I just don't feel like he like. We're we're gonna have to wait another twenty years or thirty years, and then he'll get like his you know gimme his gimme yeah. at the end of his career. Yeah. You know? I think this is the year though. I think uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, okay. So people, people are mad. People are mad. Are mad. People are mad. You're really. You're like. It seems like you're like getting. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying to go away. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm to Look at this. Look at this framing. In the last hour of the podcast, <laughs> this is where you should have been sitting the whole time. People are gonna be like, "Why was he so?" I'm sorry. Framing? You. You've been <laughs> coughing a lot. Oh. 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 Is that? Look. Even the. Even, even Help me! <laughs> Can you do something about this, please? Sure. There's the, the controller's right next where, to where? you. Stop. Hey, hey, you. Hey, hey, get over Hey, Tuts. Hey, Tuts. Hey, hey, do something about this. Take care of this, please. Thank Actually, you. while you got me away from you, I'm going to go pee. Please, oh, okay, please fine. vamp. Yeah, great. Please okay. vamp. I will. I will. Could you freshen up our yeah, go ahead and freshen up, babe. Get the cans, the can. Wait, wait, you're, you're up, though. Give us the can. You can. He's being. He's being. He's being. A wop, bop, a doo, bop, a wop, bam, boom. Close your eyes and just grab two beers. Okay. Uh. Okay, so... We're gonna get into the 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 controversy, but I do I do want to say. Thank you, thank you. Quist Quisted key. It wants to go home. This is one of the most competitive years in uh, in the Oscars in a really long time. I've been seeing a lot of posts about like. Best actor, for instance, in the past couple of years where people are like, look at these fucking winners from the past like 10, 15 years. It's been like dog shit, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. But you're telling me yeah. out of Bradley Cooper, Jeez. Coleman Domingo, Paul Giamatti, Killian Murphy, and Jeffrey Wright. Like if any of those two. First of all, you got you got uh, well, Coleman Domingo, I think, is is of uh, African-American and Latin descent. Yes, I, don't, I don't. Yeah. So you've got that. You've got him. You got Jeffrey Wright. Thank you. So you've got two, two guys, peop, two two people of color. You got Killian Murphy, and you got Bradley Cooper, and you got Paul Giamatti. I really feel like, thank you. I, I, 
I mean, other than Bradley Cooper, which you know, I like I like Bradley Cooper, but like out of these other guys, if if you had to ask me right now, right this second, who do you want to win? Mm. Not having seen any of these movies, who do you want to win? It's Paul Giamatti, baby. I love Paul Giamatti so much. And I will say his his performance in Holdovers is fantastic. Yeah. He's great. He's he like the entire movie it's a dark horse movie. Yeah. I honestly we're talking about the internet before. The internet's what inspired me to watch this movie to begin with because everyone's like, you know, Holdovers gang, you know, like yeah. we're all about it. Like people who've seen it know that this is like a special movie. These aren't twisted tees. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear what you said, but it's all right. No, no, absolutely not. I'll no, take it. It's good. I'll take an Allagash. No, 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 no. I already opened them, by the way. Yeah, oh, they're open. Fine. They're open. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't get to. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't know, guys. I didn't know. I didn't rouse the yeast because I didn't know what I was looking at. I just opened them up. Is your take that Allagash White sucks? No, Allagash no, White is no, great. No. But you have to. We found Allagash White in the show. Yeah. Actually, thanks to Steve. Yep. With wheat ales like this, you have to you have to rouse the yeast a little bit. Yeah, look at so that. So it, it it you gotta you gotta rouse the yeast. Look at that. You gotta arouse. Look, the it's yeast. roused. So it like sits at the bottom, and you kind of have to like, when the can's closed, you have to not shake it, but you have to like kind of rotate it and kind of give it, you know. Sure. Yeah, just like nail polish. But now that it's open, this is going to be a little a little more difficult. But huh? It might could be. be. Yeah, it's better. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about the controversy. The controversy. Mm. Yes, that uh, Barbie wasn't given uh, Best Actress for Margot Robbie and Best Director. All right, here's what I'll say. Greta Gerwig not getting nominated for Best Director, I do believe, is a snub. Mm. And I've always believed... That if a movie gets nominated for best movie, then the director should be in the best director. You've had the stance since last year. Yeah. I, I, I've, yeah. I have we, had it my whole life. We've talked about it. Every time yeah. we did talk about it at length on this show, but every time I do an Oscar pool thing and and there's a movie that gets nominated for best movie but doesn't get best director, there is nothing that the Academy can say to me that will explain to me how a movie they feel is the best of the year, yeah. but not the best directed, directed yeah. of the year. It makes zero sense to me. It's just, the script's really good. It just, it's, and even if this, yeah, I mean, even if you're like, it's just really well written, and it's like, but you watch the movie. You watch the movie, and you said, this is the best movie of the year, but the director wasn't the best of the year? That's crazy. So, Barbie getting nominated for best movie, but not giving it, best but Greta director. Gerwig not getting uh, best director, yeah. I do believe is a snub. Yeah. However, however, your honor, Margot Robbie not getting nominated for Barbie, right? To me, I think is a case of um, uh, 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 selective uh, uh, memory. Memory. I'm spacing on words now <laughs> because when the movie came out. You guys can all pretend like you were praising Margot Robbie's performance. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't see anybody saying that it was an Oscar-worthy performance. They said that it was a good movie, and everyone said that Ryan Gosling put on a Oscar-worthy performance, and Greta Gerwig wrote a beautiful yeah, movie. Yeah. Which again, she got nominated for best right or, or, or uh, 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 screenplay, right? Adapted. Yeah. She got nominated for best adapted screenplay. Everyone said that it was a mo- one of the best movies of the year, one of the best written movies. No one said anything about America Ferrera's performance. No. And no one said anything about Margot Robbie's performance, other than the fact that like she carried the movie. She was yeah. a great. She was great in the movie. But a Oscar-worthy performance, I saw nobody saying she's a shoo-in for the Oscar. Oh, no. So now when we get to the Oscars and she doesn't get nominated, all of a sudden it's this... It's Controversy. This, yeah, yeah. And, and how did she get snubbed in a category of all women? All right, here's the deal. Here's the deal, man. <laughs> it's because it was a feminist movie. Uh, just kidding. Feminist. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, no. I uh, I agree. I think that the bias in the... Oscar contention is not a bias against women, but a bias against comedy. Yes. And yes. I think it, yes. it's and, been and, apparent and forever. Comedic roles have been nominated in the past if they've been like really, really been good comedic, comedic roles. Yeah. Like like yeah. uh like Kevin Klein, for instance. And like mm-hmm. there's been comedic roles, but it's been rare that a comedic role has been nominated. It's almost as bad as horror. When it they, comes to awards. And when's the last time, whenever, has a lead performance been nominated? It's always been a supporting performance. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, yes. That's, that's The bias is not against it's Greta Gerwig or Margot Robbie or the movie itself because it's been, it's it's been nominated it's for a shit ton of yeah. other categories. I mean the 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 gold, and a woman in the movie got nominated. The Gold Crown, the Best Picture, it's nominated for Best Barbie is nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, like that's something. Yeah, you know that's huge. I, that's huge. I I mean to to keep it short, I I'll say I think this is a much to do about nothing. Yeah, I think that people are looking for something to be upset about. And I, you know, look, I think that there is a clear bias against comedic roles. And I mean, more important to me personally, horror. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's clear in this uh, nomination season. Yeah. But I will say, <clears throat> I do think that, you know, mostly what what has been nominated here is deserving from what I've seen. I can't speak to every movie because I haven't seen every single one that's been nominated for best picture. Uh, well, it's not, it, I mean, it, we're looking at best actress, right? And yeah. my question to the audience and to anybody who's upset is who would you take out sure. for uh, Barbie of and mo- for Margot Robbie? Of movies that you've seen though, because like, I don't know what Nyad is. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I can't I call that I one. I don't know anything about that. Lily Gladstone was, I think, the biggest star coming out of Killers of the Flower Moon. And of, you're not alone in that opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, it's been it's been reported ever since, like, it came out. She is the darling this season. Yeah. I think... She's probably going to win. I think she's. I think she has to win. Yeah. Uh, Emma holdover, Stone. Oh, I mean, no. Oh, <laughs> holdover is what yeah. I'm saying. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall. Sandra Hewler. Uh, <laughs> haven't Hewler. seen it. Haven't seen it. Don't know. I feel like a lot of people haven't seen Anatomy of the Fall. I haven't seen a lot of people talking about that yeah. performance. Uh, Carrie Mulligan, you know, another, like, master <laughs> performer. Carrie Mulligan's awesome. Yeah, incredible in, like, everything she does. Emma Stone, 
a lot has been said about her and poor things. You know, like I mean, every, that movie came out early 2023, and I and and I saw people saying like, oh, she's she's buzz, gonna yeah. get another Oscar no, nomination. Ton, for tons this. of buzz. She's great in this. Tons of and buzz. And Emma Stone's about awesome. Yeah. So again, it's like. All right, I I get the it's not fight. Like any, anyone, it's not like anyone in that category is like obviously undeserving. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. So to say. who are you gonna take out to put Margot Robbie's performance in? Now I understand if people are upset about America America Ferrera getting nominated for what I've seen most people that saying was like a, it doesn't make sense. To yeah, me. that that yeah. okay. I can see people going like, why would you nominate her but not nominate Margot Robbie? I get that because everything that I've seen about her performance is like she's just in the movie it's fine, and yeah. she's good yeah. and it and she has the one monologue about capital or not capitalism but the patriarchy and all that <laughs> shit. Well, I mean, capitalism and patriarchy kind of go hand in hand. I wasn't even. I mean, it was a woman talking. What do you want me to do? La 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 uh, la la. Patriarchy. Here we go. There's just women talking to other women. I didn't want to get the period and uh, bra talk in my brain. <laughs> but she has the monologue, the big monologue in the movie. Yeah, other than that, she's just reacting to Barbie. Right, exactly. You know? She's just in the movie. I, like, So I get if people are upset about her getting nominated and not Margot Robbie. Sure. But. On its face, Margot Robbie, or or I guess rather, Ryan Gosling getting nominated and Margot Robbie not getting nominated is not the controversy that you think it is. No. It's one it thing. It sounds like one, though. And that's I, what matters. I will say this. If the Academy were brave enough to stop separating these categories. By actor and actress? And just say, these are the 10 best actors. Yeah, yeah. Then... You would have to contend with the conversation of is Killian Murphy's performance better than Jodie Foster's performance? Mm-hmm. Is Mark Ruffalo so on and yeah, so yeah. forth? They're I'd be not fine. brave enough to do. No, that. no, I'd be fine with them doing that, even if they had to double the amount of nominees. I'd be good with that. I'd be good yeah. with ten to fifteen nominees. Yeah, and you had to pick one out of all of those. Sure, sure. That that is a conversation to be had. But right now, as they are separated the way that they are, you would have to take another woman out yeah, no. to get your nominee. I, I don't. Uh, here's here's the deal, man. I I really I actually think that that idea is brilliant. I think that's what they should do moving forward. It's just best supporting actor, best actor. Yeah, and that's it. Because that's it. They don't do best female director. Right. You know. They just do best. It director. doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Let it just be on face value of who had the best performance. Yeah. And again, I do believe, and I don't know if you agreed with this or not, but I do believe that Greta Gerwig is the only real snub here for not getting director. Yeah. I do believe that. So to your point, they don't separate the, the genders for <coughs> excuse me, best director. Yeah. And, and, and why not? But I, I will say from what I've heard about Zone of Interest and Anatomy of a Fall – those are two very Oscar baity movies. Yeah. Whereas Barbie is this pop culture zeitgeist thing. Yeah. That will but, get snubbed nine times out of ten. And that's fucked up. I mean, we're we're definitely at a point where like the Academy should stop. I mean, how how many times does the Academy have to be told like you're old and you don't get it? Yeah. And just because a movie is popular doesn't mean it doesn't deserve to get nominated. Sure. And just because it's funny doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah. What is this like this weird bias against uh, horror and comedy movies? It's like 
I think it's going to take a generational change. It like it's it's weird because I feel like the academy reflects kind of like politics in a weird way. Yeah. Because I feel like the old guard is going to take at least one more generation to get out of the way. Yeah. Before we're now with people who grew up in the 80s or at least like, you know, as a teenager in the 80s at yeah. very least. Yeah. And have some kind of modicum of respect of raunchy comedies, you know, yeah. gory horror movies yeah. and genre film yeah. in general. Yeah. I mean, you know? what, dude, what it takes to be a scream queen. Is oh, my God. They, it's they so put disrespected. On, dude, it's incredible. Exactly. They put on performances that rival some of the best dramatic performances and they get no love. I think like here's <laughs> here's the thing with me personally. I think Hereditary should have taken it in yeah, the Oscars. Absolutely. Like across the board. Yeah. Director, writer, uh, uh, actress. Yeah. Just mind blowing. Yeah. The fact that she didn't even get nominated is unbelievable. Uh, you want to talk about a fucking snub, a crime of the century. Like that's that's a crime. Scorsese talked about it. Yeah. That's how much he it, like this movie has broken through that sort of like insulation of the academy yeah he said like it's not even about the scariness it's about the performance yeah uh what what's her name what's her name uh 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 i know i know i know i know she's fantastic in everything (laughs) sherry Uh, what is the lead actress's name in hereditary oh uh you don't get to look it up we're looking it up already Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Of course, it's Tony Collette. You should. Well, I didn't okay. know you hadn't seen it. I thought yeah. you had seen it. Yeah, she said she didn't want to see it. So well, oh, that makes sense. I still, I'll still watch it with you. It's a fantastic film. It's I, I, it's one. It like it may be my favorite horror film. Yeah. Period. Doesn't matter. You still can see it. That's not the whole movie. No, no. That is a big shocking part of the movie, but it's not the whole movie. Florence yeah. Pugh in Midsommar. Oh, another yeah. another performance oh, that yeah. got snubbed. And and directing. Yeah. Like that that film is shot incredibly. Yeah. Ari Aster is a master. A new master. Yeah. What about Mia Goth in, in X and in, oh! uh, in Pearl? <laughs> yes. In Pearl, I think in Pearl more than X. Oh, in Pearl. But in, in Pearl, she's, she's oh my God. tremendous yes, in yes. Pearl. I showed Sherry that one. Nothing and nothing, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Why? 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 Not, not even a peep. It's it's crazy. She puts on a an incredible performance. So good. She's so good, dude. The the monologue where she is explaining to her sister in law uh-huh. oh, about the fucked up shit that's going on in her mind. My mouth was agape. It was. It's like a five minute monologue, and, and it's a. One, it looks like a one shot. Right? Yeah. I don't know if it oh, no, is. Oh no, it is. It is. It is. It's just the camera's set on her. It's so good. Yeah. That like I've watched it multiple times and with other people, and I'm like, you're watching. You're 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 viewing yeah. what's happening, right? You, this yeah, is a right. performance that like only a handful of people on the planet. Well, and then could could pull this the, off. The final shot of her face. Yeah. When her husband comes back, dude. Just her breaking down and like crying, but smiling. Dude, and then yeah, letting the credits roll while she's emoting the like, entire time. I mean, it, it, unbelievable. She's so so good in that movie. Yeah, and and not a peep. Nothing. 
and I, and I'm supposed to be upset about Margot Robbie. <laughs> No. Who played Barbie? No, no, no. no I'm no. supposed to be upset about that? It's just because Barbie is is listed as as this feminist movie. Yeah, that's the only reason why. And because What's it was such a pop culture hit. It's bullshit. It's it's the it it's the Taylor Swift girlies. No offense. Not saying that you. Not saying you. I'm saying there are the Taylor Swift girlies who only consume a very very small corner of media, and they're like, like what like. The people who now know that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are dating, right? Yeah. Now they are, they're watching football. Oh. And they're consuming football in a way that, like, is seen through the lens of, through pop culture and Taylor Swift and, like, what you can see on, like, Pop Crave and TMZ and shit like yeah. that. Twitter. And Twitter. So Twitter. it's like, yeah, all right, you, ha- you can have an opinion. Sure, fine, whatever. But your opinion is not as nuanced as the person who's been watching football for 20 years, right? And it's the same thing with these movies. It's like, yeah, all right, you're upset about the Barbie movie because you watched one movie last year, and you're upset about that. But women have been getting snubbed for incredible For decades. Exactly. So be upset about all the other women who've put on stellar performances and have not got nominated. Don't be upset about this one movie where, not to say that Margot Robbie put on a mediocre performance, but she's even done better in other movies. Yeah. She was better in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And and she didn't get nominated for the other shit that she's done. You're going to be upset about fucking Barbie. Be upset about Wolf of Wall Street. Or be upset about fucking... Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon... Yeah. yeah. Or be upset about fucking uh, 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 Babylon. Oh, like yeah. Babylon oh, was not a. Oh, don't get me started on Babylon. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> do you be upset about that? Like, there's yeah. more. There's more evidence to. I the saw fact that, that like, on the plane back from Japan, and it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you're 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 now entering into the fray of like, li- listen, I. Basically, it boils down to we've been here before, dog. We've oh, been yeah. doing this. We've seen these you women just, get snubbed. You we've just seen, haven't been paying attention. Yeah. You want to get upset, be upset about the whole thing and not just your pop culture movie not getting the nominations you think it deserves. Yeah. When in actuality, there's so much there's so much deeper than just the fucking Barbie movie. And and Greta Gerwig still has a really good chance of winning Best Adapted Screenplay. Sure, yeah. And do you know how big of a deal it is for her to win Best Adapted Screenplay? It's huge. America Ferreira, not to say that she has a, big, a good chance. I don't think she has a really good chance of winning, but she's nominated. <sighs> she is now Academy Award nominee, America Ferreira. Yeah. That's yeah, you can you can take that to your your grave, man. Yeah, that's it. That's great. Jonah Hill is two-time Academy Award nominee. <laughs> Jonah Hill. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, they ain't, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. Yeah. That ain't nothing. Yeah. Okay. I will say we did not cover the Avatar Last Airbender. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's in our right. trailer we trash. Look, look at her face. <laughs> She's very disappointed. Um, so, I mean, sorry. <laughs> you want to do it real quick? You want to do it real quick? We'll do it real quick. We'll do it real quick. Fine, fine, fine. All right, let me pull fine, it up, we'll up on quick. the YouTube. Uh, explain your, your your background with Avatar: The Last Airbender, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, I mean, I, I hate to be a, a hipster about it, but I watched I watched Avatar: The Last Airbender when it was on Nickelodeon week to week. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, very first day. I love 
The Last Airbender. I've, I've, I, yeah, I watched Woo! the other one. I, I watched it when it was on Nickelodeon, and then when it got on Netflix, oh, 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 I rewatched sorry. it multiple times. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 and then I watched the movie. I watched the M Night Shyamalan movie. Oh no, I did. I watched the whole thing, and I was like, even I haven't seen that one. It's it's ju- it it is as bad as the internet has told you it is. Sherry saw it in theaters. Oh, oh goodness, it's so it's so bad. It's so bad. Ong. Ong. I don't know what he was thinking. Don't know what he was thinking. Uh, Soka. So yeah, I mean, I I'll say I'll say that I I'm not sure how excited I am about this. Just so that just because I think that the show is perfect. And I don't really believe that like these adaptations are necessary. Sure. If this is something that gets people to watch the cartoon, well, it, it's important to also take into account that this series has not been co-signed by the original creators. That's right. So that's a big red flag for me. Yeah. Uh, as a fan of the original series, I did not see it in its original run. Uh, I was a late adopter. I came. After it was out on DVD, yeah, and watched them on DVD originally, uh, but became a big fan. I haven't seen um, Legend of Korra. Korra. I haven't seen all of Korra. Yeah. I saw the first season, and then it went on to like digital. And yeah, I was very like, quickly. Was I was like, like I, I'm not gonna follow it on on the internet. It, it so. wasn't seen as 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 important as the last the original one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which sucks because I like the animation better. Korra's great. Because it looks awesome. Yeah, and Korra does things... Korra does very important interpersonal things with the characters that, like, um, Airbender doesn't do. Yeah. Airbender is a little more simplistic with, like, the interpersonal relationships. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it starts out definitely as a kid's show and yeah. grows with its audience. Yeah. By Korra, the last season, it's, it's a bit more mature. I think that the writers were ahead of their time with Korra and I think I think that they thought that their audience was ready for Korra yeah. and, they, and they weren't yeah until later now you see a lot of people going back and going like oh that's actually a good show and it's like yeah it was a good show when it came out yeah. and then you, you didn't I mean give it, it the funding <laughs> I don't think that it's as good as the last airbender yeah. but I do think that like it's still a good show yeah yeah okay so here we are without further ado let's look at the trailer do you want to come in on this yeah all right come oh on God, come on just throw my bag off that chair and then uh, okay. bring her over here. Where do I go? Wherever you want. Okay, that's fine. That's I fine. Wow. I want to be part of it. Well, oh. I want to. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> part, All right. part of it. I'll ready? Sit. Yeah. Ready? I'm not in frame. It's okay. The Fire Nation is embarked on a dark path, and the world might never recover. The world needs the Avatar. It needs you, man. The Fire Nation has destroyed everything in their path. If the world is going to have any chance, it's going to need Aang. Right. There goes the savior of the world. Chase down every hint of the Avatar. It's my destiny. 
need someone who can stop the Fire Nation. I don't want the responsibility. You don't have to do this alone. You have me, Tara, and a flying ball of fur. What more do you need? <laughs> the world needs you. Remember what it is we're really fighting for. The ones we love. I'm the Avatar, and I'm gonna save the world. With my friends. I am skeptical. I get that. Because my, my, my thing is, it seems like a, a show that's made for people who heard that the Avatar was a great show yeah. and now like, hey, look, we did it with like actors and like it's a live yeah. action thing and like, you know. You don't have to watch animation anymore. Yeah. Because it, it really does feel like to me, I, I, I'm, I'm going on record Do to it. say that the last Avatar or the last airbender avatar the last airbender yeah. is a perfect show yeah. it's three it's three perfect seasons yeah. it's a flawless show i can't i can't find one flaw i think i think i think it's absolutely perfect i think it's a masterpiece i think it's an american anime that was created by people who loved anime yeah and i think that it was written with love and heart and 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 not just that but like the action sequences are amazing the the idea of like the elements and like how they apply it to uh you know real life countries and like culture how how they they mix the the elements with the cultures and everything about the show to me is absolutely flawless so when I see adaptations and things where they're like, oh, we're bringing back the airbender and we're doing this, I'm just like, you're messing with something that's just, yeah. just doesn't need to be touched. So this thing, to me, I think the casting is great. I think it looks amazing. I think that it's going to be a serviceable adaptation. Yeah. It looks like it's in good hands. It looks like people care about the show. But I'm just like, what's the point? It's just a perfect show already. Sure. It just, it feels like uh, if, if, you know, when they remake movies from our childhood, when you're like, you watch the Point Break remake and you're like, yeah. but Point Break was perfect. Or, uh, what, what was it more recently? Uh, Cowboy Bebop. Dude, that's a perfect example. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop is another anime that is absolutely perfect. It's, it's fine flawless. the way it is. Yeah. It is, what, 24 episodes, 24, 26 episodes, and it's perfect. It's done in a way that cannot be surpassed. The music, the writing, the voice acting. From well, I try. The, why? Yeah. And then when you watch the adaptation, you're like, it just, 
even if it was good, which it's not, <laughs> but even if it was good, you're like, but it's not going to be as good as something that's already perfect. It ain't the perfect. same. Yeah. A 10 out of 10 can't be surpassed. It's already perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we, what are we doing here? I just feel, I, I, I always, it's just like, I get that they're doing it for the next generations and let the kids watch and it's like, all right, man, but. But just make a new avatar then. Yeah. Just do a new avatar. Yeah. Huh? But that they're doing movies. The sheriff's saying they're doing movies, animated movies. But I think that we need a new Avatar series to, you know, get the kids who grew up on it to introduce it to their kids. Well, and that's the whole point of the Avatar, right? He yeah. comes back new every generation. generation. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we need a new one for the next generation. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Sure, sure, sure. But you could go back. There's hundreds and hundreds of years before Aang was yeah, in the ice. Do a, before do a that, prequel. Do a prequel with could, the other yeah. avatars. They've done it with books already. They're going to do it with a movie. Yeah. Right? With a, you they're doing a prequel back movie. Just the one gener- you could go back to uh, Ozai, Fire Lord. No. Yes, yes. Roku. Yes. yes. Uh, and we, then, just, we just saw that episode. And, and who, yeah. <laughs> who, what, what was the girl's name who was part of the, uh, not the, 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 the Avatar who was Kyoshi. part, Kyoshi. Yeah. You could do a show based on either one of them. Yeah. And, and well, they're you, doing the movie on her, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're doing a prequel movie yeah. about her. Yeah. <laughs> Make a show. Give her a show. I'm sure. You know? That's so, the real snub. That's the real snub. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, uh, I'm not going to call it trash because it does look good. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I but think I just it's not, it's like, not, it's not I, trash. Yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's not trash. I'm just highly skeptical about Netflix making live-action adaptations of animated series. Because they've all been bad. Yeah, they have. Except for One Piece. Apparently, it was actually good. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah no, that's I, what I people heard that said. Too. I heard people that, too, actually. The One Piece people like the One Piece adaptation. That's true. Yeah. I didn't watch I didn't watch One Piece as a kid. I still haven't watched One Piece, so like I don't have an opinion on how good that adaptation is. I couldn't say, yeah, yeah, I couldn't. But I can tell you that that Cowboy Bebop (laughs) fucking sucked. Mm -hmm. It sucked. I do. I was watching it and I was just like, I was, I was, I I had all these emotions. I was angry. I was confused. I was sad. I just, I didn't know what to do. I was like, I. Am I the only one watching this? I'm like sitting around watching. Anyone else seen this? This is so bad. It's so bad. And I was like, I just like, man. And and not only that, but like they put they put all these actors in this position. Like they got like a slew of good actors and actresses to make this horrible thing. I. I, (laughs) (laughs) You were all here to make something terrible. Thank you. They got the original composers and stuff, yeah, like the every, original they, band. Yeah, they got the band back together yeah. just for that. And they're probably watching it going like, this is, what? This is the show? I don't really understand. <laughs> what? What happened? What happened? Yeah, so I just, I mean, you know, Netflix just doesn't have a good track record. No, of, they have a uh, terrible. Adapting things. Terrible so. track record. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. But not trash. Not trash. Indeed. Yeah. All right. We got two things before we can get out of here. And yeah, you know what they are if you've been listening to this yeah, boy. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And number one is the cheers of the week. So, Obi, what you got for me, bub? Do you have, do you have something to cheer? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Al- I didn't finish okay, this. Okay, I finished mine. Oh, you did? <laughs> Alki. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you need it. I'll get you a beer, and also, I got to pee. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't make it. Well, I gave you something to vamp with. What are you going to give me? <laughs> uh, I mean, just don't reveal your cheers. Oh, God. Like, talk about it. <sighs> All right. See. Okay. See, this case is what you're supposed to do. Oh, oh wow. Look at that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Actually, it's on right there. Oh, it says to Rouse do it. Your yeast. Yeah, you're literally supposed to do this. Oh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Oh, it does. Uh, it, it actually shows a diagram of <laughs> flipping it over. You're supposed to do it. You're supposed to rouse your yeast. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Rouse that yeast. Um. Okay. Well, I had actually. I was kind of going between two different cheerses, so this actually works out. So my first cheers is going to go to... Don't tell Marco. Uh, my first cheers is going to go to um, the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster Collection. Uh, I know Final Fantasy Seven Remake Part 2 is coming out pretty soon uh, by another name, uh, which I have, you know reserves already i'm waiting for it i'm super happy that it's coming out because i really enjoyed the the first remake but i've been going back actually and replaying uh starting at four the original final fantasies because i i'm one of those people who grew up playing final fantasy 7 uh as my first final fantasy so that's my first experience with it i played 7 8 9 10 uh, and that's where I kind of left off. Actually, I, I I played a little bit of, of eleven and never really picked up until sixteen, uh, <laughs> until recent times. But going back and playing four, it actually really holds up. Like there's a story, there's a cohesive story. There's a lot of. Um, it seems like sixteen has pulled a lot from four, <laughs> which is strange. But there's a, a lot of callbacks from like dragoons and stuff which is kind of cool uh to see represented in like a 2d era what are you talking about uh final fantasy oh. uh I'm, I'm saying i had actually technically two cheers of the week so this worked out oh, okay uh so i was saying my first one is actually about final fantasy uh pixel remaster collection uh-huh. uh because i've gone back and played uh four i've, I've been going through and playing final fantasy four and uh, it holds up, and it, there are actual real connections to 16. Mm. It's kind of like a similar setting, and there's like a lot of crossover between the two. But playing like a 2D version of it after playing 16 relatively relatively recently has been really cool. And um, it's cool to see, like, where they really started this whole thing from. Because, like you, my first Final Fantasy was 7. And then I played 8, 9, 10. Uh, I played a little bit of 11, and that's kind of where I fell off until 16. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But cheers to to the Pixel Remaster Collection. Um, I think it's well worth your dollar. It's pretty expensive but go ahead and get it because i think it's a if you're a final fantasy fan walk through memory lane memory lane cheers mm. also you can game it so you don't have any random encounters 
you can game it so you have the original soundtrack because they redid the soundtrack with like orchestral pieces mm. which is really Why cool. Why wouldn't you want random encounters? That's how you level up. That's exactly right. But what they let you do also is make every encounter uh, one times, two times, or four times mm. the EXP and money. Okay. So you can choose when you want to level up or when you don't. Yeah. So yeah. I've been I've been a purist. I've been keeping it normal. Yeah. There was one section where I, I was looking at a guide that said like Hey, this is where you need to level up, and I'm like, all right, four XP. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, let's just grind here for a second. Yeah, just to save time. <coughs> and it's been cool. I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, and you can like uh, quick save, which is nice, nice too. You don't need like a tent, you know. So ridiculous. Yeah. So, all right. What was your other cheers? My pre- my primary primary cheers. primary not preliminary my primary cheers goes to doing stuff that scares you. All right. <laughs> I recently had to do an overnight study. Uh, sleep oh study. yeah, yeah. And uh, I forgot about that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it at all. Yeah. Uh, but I went, and uh, I'm not. I don't sleep easily. I think this would be like a, a shoe in for you. Like you would, you would pass with flying cover covers. <laughs> 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 Sometimes wrong is right. Um, with frying, frying, get it together, man. With the flying colors, uh, because you you go in at eight o'clock. They get you set up at nine o'clock. They get you plugged in with a bunch of electrodes. You get these little stickies all over your body. They put some on your head, mm. and they go go to bed. Yeah, get comfy. Go to bed. They have a TV. This big. <laughs> it's like a a a a, a foot <laughs> a foot big TV. Yeah. And uh, you know, they're basically like the the faster you can see that all right. <laughs> yeah. That okay. The faster you get to sleep, the better the study will go. So I was like, okay. So the the guy actually took my glasses off so I could get fitted with this uh, this uh, what, what what are they called the uh, <laughs> the CPAP machine. Dude, okay, so they made you as uncomfortable as possible, yeah. And then they were like, "Sleep, sleep, <laughs> sleep." Uh, yeah, he put the CPAP machine on me, <coughs> which because I have a beard, they couldn't put it like one of these. Yeah, one of these guys are over my entire mouth and nose. So they just put it on my nose, like it was like this strap that went around my the back of my head, and it was connected to a hose on the side <laughs> that went to the side of the bed. Uh-huh. And uh, the guy was like, "I'm gonna be mo-. there." First of all, there's like a, a camera right in front of the bed, so I'm like, <laughs> "They're like, all right, cool, we're gonna be watching you." Yeah, and you look up, and it's like an office building ceiling with like the individual tiles that you can push up. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, "Hey, I'm not comfy." <laughs> I feel like I'm going to die. And uh, with the CPAP machine on, it's like your head. The first time you put it on, it's like your head's out a window on a fast driving car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I tried to open my mouth and 
the air was just going oh, out of my mouth. I'm like, oh. he kept asking me questions like, yeah. And, and, and he goes, yeah, when you're sleeping, keep your mouth shut. I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, all right. Thanks. And he's like, well, the thing was, too, he's like, if you don't keep your mouth shut, I'm going to come in the middle of the night. And, and, and I'm going to put... I'm gonna put a rubber strap around your 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 chin. I'm gonna put oh, a strap fuck. on the middle of your chin so you don't open your mouth anymore. And I was like, okay, I'll there keep are my consequences. I was like, I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I uh, I I got all that shit on me, <laughs> and I laid down. I put the covers. Literally, he's, <laughs> I'm like, he goes, how do you sleep? I'm like, on my side usually. He goes, you gotta change that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, cool. Cool. He's work, like, man. yeah, lay on your back if you possibly can. If not, you can lay on your side, but then I'll come in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I'll adjust you. Don't worry. I was like, okay, cool. And so I just I had all this shit on me. And I laid down. I put the fan on so it was like extra cold. So I'm like, I can get comfy and like knock out. Yeah. And I put the TV on. And so I just had like some like, you know, noise happening. And I, I covered myself up. And just laid there flat, yeah, as, as, as I possibly could, and like my legs started to get. No, it was it was it was incredible because he made me go through like if you've ever played Halo, the first Halo game, the same exact prompts. Yeah, he goes, I, uh, he was in the room with me. He's like, lay down. I'm gonna ask you a few questions over the intercom. And I was like, okay, cool. He leaves five minutes later. I'm I'm laying there flat. He goes, "Okay, Adam. Uh, twitch your left foot, and then twitch your right foot." Yeah. And I did it. He goes, "Good. <laughs> All right. Now move your head left, and then right, <laughs> and then up, and then down. <laughs> okay, great. Open your mouth." <laughs> okay okay close it um all right now keep your head still but look up great look down great look left great look right great okay good night it's <laughs> <was> like okay <laughs> awesome oh wow so i felt like i was in like the configuration of like a first person game yeah and I was the controls right. Yeah, I was keenly aware that he could tell everything I was doing. Yeah. from his station in the front. And uh, yeah, so I uh, I literally just I turned the TV off eventually because it was too bright, mm. and I just laid there until I like I was so uncomfortable. I was like, yeah, it sounds terrible. I was like, I closed my eyes and I was literally like, just fall asleep, please, just fall asleep. And I kept coming in and out of sleep the entire time, but I wouldn't move. I was just like stiff. Yeah. And then uh, finally, after like probably like five times of like waking up and falling back asleep, uh, he came in with the light on. He's like, "Good morning." <laughs> I was like, "Hey," and he goes, "You're done." And I said, "Okay, great, yeah, awesome." And uh, he said, "You want me to get the electrodes off you because they're like sticky?" And I was like, like "I'll wait." I said, I'll wait. I'll take a shower. Don't worry. And he woke me up at 5.45 Ugh. in the morning. 
He's like, uh, I let you sleep a little bit longer because we could have w- woken you up at five, but you were having peaceful sleep. So oh, I, that's I, nice. I, I, I let you rest. I said, thank you. Thank you, sir. And uh, yeah, then I went back home. And honestly, my nose hurt from the thing. Yeah. Um, but I felt a little better. Yeah. And then getting home, it was such like an accomplishment that I felt kind of electrified the rest of the day. Yeah. Maybe it was the electrodes on me. (laughs) But I felt genuinely like good about doing something that's good for my health. That Mm. was a a real struggle for me because sleep doesn't come easy for me. Yeah. So overcoming that fear because I was kind of anticipating it for weeks before time uh, was great and I felt awesome personally about doing it did he so have you got your results back not yet should uh, be coming any day now really okay. cool, cool, cool. Uh, and they said that they would you know fit me with an actual uh, CPAP machine yeah uh, and yeah I mean I, I got the hard part over with which is nice getting the hard part over with I, I think is the getting the hard part getting the hard with. part over with is you know my cheers of the week I think yeah because it's nice it's, yeah. it's good to overcome something Overcome adversity. Yeah. Feels nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My cheers of the week is going to Tamiflu. Ah. (laughs) Mm. Old Tammy. That sweet, sweet nectar of the gods. Yeah. Yeah. I have talked. I obviously have alluded to the the flu that I had these past couple weeks. Well, really just a week. But. In the past couple of weeks, had yeah. the flu for a week, and uh, um, Tamiflu, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If if you have insurance, which I know that that's a, that's a thing that like a lot of people don't have, and it's a lot of thing. It, it, it's something that is hard to come by for a lot of people, or have bad insurance, or have bad insurance, and and I understand that. So it may be easier for some people than it is for other people. For me. I do have insurance. I got Obamacare. I went on the fucking uh, healthcare.gov and got like a pretty, pretty decent coverage, right? Sure. So I just went to the Minute Clinic, like CVS. Yeah. And they just, you know, they did the test and they get and 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 they prescribed me some of, you know, they prescribed me Tamiflu or whatever. But they did, they, you know, she checked me out and everything. She she made sure that all the vitals were good, the blood pressure was good, everything else, yada yada yada. COVID test, flu, flu test, all that jazz. So if you have the resources, I suggest that you do not try to play hero and just go to the doctor. You know, if yeah. you can, do it. Because you will thank yourself later when you have answers and when you have people who are dedicated to helping you feel better. The... If you feel like if you're sitting around and you're like, yeah, but what good could it do? What harm could it do? Sure. To just go to the doctor and just and just ask questions. Our cheers are strangely similar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they really are. I mean, like yeah. what what you've been dealing with this thing for years, really, at this point, like sure. you know, not great sleep. Yeah. And it's like, what harm could it do to just figure it out? Right. Yeah. I mean, I have the resources. A lot of people are afraid of cost. A lot of people are afraid of results. Frankly, you shouldn't be afraid of the results. I understand the fear of being afraid of that. But answers are better than no answers, man. 
It, know, I mean, it's, it's the not truth good. one way or another. Right. So right. you might as well know about it and try to do something about it. Yeah. I, I don't. I get that some people are afraid of that, but like, I don't know, man. Um, knowing what's going on to me as a as a pragmatic, logical person. Yeah. Knowing what's going on is 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 a is a godsend to me. Sure. So going to the doctor and getting a test and and the doctor saying like, yeah, you have the flu, and not just being like. Guys, I feel weird. I think I have the flu. And sure. everybody going like, yeah, well, you know, who knows, right? Sure. No, I went to the doctor and they actually said, like, this is what it is. This is what you can do to feel better. Yeah. And they gave me something. And God damn it, if that shit doesn't knock it right the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. I couldn't believe taking that stuff. And, like, the next day I still had, like, a cough and I still was, like, a little congested. But, like, man. The fever was gone. The, yeah. the aches and pains. Every, I mean, it was just. I was like, I was like, I almost felt bad. I was like, I feel so much better than the next <laughs> than the last couple of days. That like, I'm like, should I go back to work? Cause like, nah, you know, I'm hang out. I'm hang out. I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take these couple of days. But by God, uh, does that stuff work in modern oh, medicine, man? I guess maybe my cheers is just modern modern medicine. medicine. <laughs> yeah, you know, so. Don't, if you have the option, if you have the resources, take advantage of it, yeah. man. That's the whole point. If you're paying for insurance, get then your, fucking use it. And get your yearly checkup, you know? Yeah. Get get checked up. Get those checkups. Get checked up, you know? Get checked up. I feel like, you know, if you haven't had a checkup in like a couple of years, you're probably afraid to go in and, and them being like, hey, you have terminal cancer, bud. <laughs> you know? But if you got terminal cancer, it's better to know than <laughs> You to should not know. know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, you could start going out and stealing stuff. Exactly. You know? That's what I would do. Live for the day. If I had terminal cancer. Oh, yeah. First thing I would do is steal. I would shoplift so much. Yeah. I'd be like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to die. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. You can't do anything to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Exactly. You got to know if you got to live it up, this right? This is mine. Yeah. This is mine. Why not? Also mine. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you gonna, are you do? gonna do to what me? Gonna do? What are you gonna do to you gonna me? lock me up? You can't. Okay. And and then what? That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be dead by daylight. Yeah. <laughs> so you should know. You should know. Yeah. That being said, what do we know about our reviews for this beer? Ah, what a great segue. This beer is the plated boiler, boiler drink break from Hourglass, and I'll tell you my review of this beer is a. Five point five. Okay. Yeah. I'm going with five point five. All right. So fantastic Imperial Stout. Well balanced. Not too sweet. Not too boozy. Even though it's an Imperial Stout. I'll be honest, I am surprised. That hourglass didn't go like the super fruity, uh, super chocolatey, kind of hard to drink. They are known to do that. Yeah. 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 And this one, I'm I'm very surprised and and proud of them for doing what they did with this stout. Yeah. It's it's great. 5.5. Agreed. I agree with everything you said, but I'm going to give it a 6. Oh, wow. I'm going to give it a 6. First 6 of the year. Of the year. Oh. It's exactly what I like in my Imperial Stouts. It's uh, it's strong, but not, like you said, overly boozy. Uh, not uh, too sweet. Thank you. Sorry. Um, it was a little late. Yeah. Uh, I, 
you know, it is just I think it is like that perfect middle for me hmm. for an imperial stout. I'm not a big stout guy, but this is the kind that I really enjoy. Strong, hefty, but not hefty, hefty, oh. hefty. It doesn't taste like you're drinking like you know a dessert. Yeah. So for all those reasons, I'm gonna give it a six. I right. I, I love it. What's well, a five point five for me and a six out of six for you, good sir? You yeah. think we got it? I know we got it. Well, if Adam says we got it, then we got it. This has been the One Beer End Podcast. <laughs> for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, boy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have yourself a beautiful evening. We love you. Yummy. Mm, hungry. That's why you lost. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>